0: And welcome to Cliffhangers. Yes, we are your friendly neighbourhood lovers of all things drag with the unofficial, unrequested and unhinged Drag Race podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you. And now, please allow me to introduce to the
0: stage the stain you just can't budge. It's Barney! Oh, and that's right. Also in the studio today, we have, she's a medical marvel. She's the inoperable (laughs) tumour. It is Lukey. Well, hello there. Give it up for the girl. (laughs) Uh, We just want to say a mighty, mighty quick disclaimer about the Jada Essence Hall of uh, Cliffhangers. Uh, Listen, we are super fans of drag in all of its forms. And we are here to uplift queer art. That's all we give a shit about. So taking a leaf out of our heroes and our mothers, the Boudet Brothers book, nobody gets to critique what your fantasy is. It doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah, our number one rule is basically the only people that should be getting laughed at is us. Any bitch doing drag is already a star, and nothing we say is going to change or discredit that. Before we get going, can I just say... Please. uh, I think it's because... With this season, it's the first time, like, whether it's, in we've seen them in real life or we've just, like, been aware of them on Instagram. Like, this is the most amount of girls I've been aware of going in. And it just made it, I think it's, like, the most exciting episode one I've ever seen. I was literally just like smiling the whole time. Oh. So excited. Just so cute. i even the best first episode ever.
0: I literally, I can't tell you like, so, so just to give you some background knowledge. Oh, already going in with all the secrets. <laughs> um, we actually watched it completely separately and haven't spoken about it until then because we wanted it all to be so fresh and so clean for you. So I actually don't know how she feels about any of this first episode. So I'm as excited as you.
1: I oh. may be dropping some bombs. <laughs> and probably too many sound effects.
0: Please, please. So I I actually just wanna really fucking echo that as well because I was I was literally screaming. Mm. I cannot believe. Now let's give it up to the first season girls, because they were giving you nothing. Nothing but quality TV, absolutely. But I feel like, obviously, season one... Season one? Season one uh, walked so season two could sprint. Stride. Yeah. Stretch. Um And them season one girls, they were giving it hard, but this season two is, like, in another league. Like, a, everything an about it... Echelon. An upper echelon. upper <laughs> echelon. Like, literally, everything about it just, like, blowing my tiny mind mm. as soon as it started... Um, and yeah, I was literally screaming as well. I love at this point as well like the the really the really gorgeous thing about the beginning, I think is like everyone is so excited to be there, and the competition hasn't reached that sort of like tearing each other's like eyes out at this mm. point, so like when they first get there, there's that like, like really really like gorgeous sense of sisterhood where everyone's just like, I'm so pumped to be here, and everyone's just like so excited, and I think that's why watching it I was literally just like hyperventilating being like. <laughs> also here and that are ready to complete.
1: <laughs> well yeah because normally with me anyway it takes about like two or three episodes because there's like just so many strangers at the beginning. Like you might yeah, know yeah, a couple yeah. but it's just a bit like a whirlwind. You don't really know who's who but because in this like immediately we just we just knew everyone so it was just straight away in with the lols.
0: Yeah and I think one of the great things about America uh, about Britain compared to America is that because you're on like cycle 79 of American I think at this point like it's become It's so serious. The American one, like, our British, like, sensibilities. I just think, like, chill us out a bit more. Everyone goes there to have jokes. And you can tell by the way that they enter and the personalities that are, like, presented, the sort of people that they pick. It's so much more lighthearted. Like, Mm. the American one feels so much more akin to, like, America's Next Up Model or something But even Rue's
1: attitude, like, I've noticed it last season, and even in this, I was just like... They're having way more fun! Rue's creasing. (laughs) It's like, is it because she finds our accents funny or just, like, she can't get the correct meds in the UK? Like, there's (laughs) something going on. She's having a fucking hoot, that's all
0: I know. (laughs) Yeah, 100, 110%. Can I also just point out as well that this is the first season ever, as we just head into the workroom, to include our Scottish and Welsh queens. Indeed. So that is that's a that's a turn up for the books, and I really think that their inclusion of these queens is it's gonna it's gonna really ruffle some feathers because they seem like very strong competitors.
1: Would you say the fact that there's no Irish representation reflects on Blue Hydrangea? Thoughts?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Blue. <laughs> so without further ado, let's. Head into the workroom. First up, we have Lawrence Genie. I, I she, he there, she there, called themselves the fat bastard
1: of drag <laughs> and say that they can sing or they can dance. <laughs> so, I guess. What can you Joe Lawrence?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone just uh, tuning in now, that was supposed to be a Scottish accent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> better than RuPaul's. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I straight away, like, what a banger to open with. Straight away, I was like, okay, um, I'm fully sold on this bitch. I love anyone that is, anyone that self-deprecates from the jump, I'm like, okay. You are, like, if you're going to laugh at people, much like this podcast, if you're going to laugh at people, like, you sure as hell need to be able to laugh at yourself. And that's what that's what she was serving from the very moment she walked in.
1: I really liked her entrance line. I'm like the Loch Ness Monster. legend.
0: LA <laughs> very good, very good. I really had to I really had to grow up as well because uh, literally on just my notes for, like, every single person walked in, it's just, like, gorgeous. <laughs> literally,
1: I gorgeous. like, I need a thesaurus because all I'm writing
0: here is gorgeous. <laughs> I, I did think that was my first thought, though. Like, what a fucking gorgeous face. Like, absolutely stunning.
1: Um, yeah, you don't often see the little kind of tip of the nose dimple as yeah, a feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And her uh, saying that she was the Susan Boyle. What I love about UK Drag Race as well is, like, we don't give a fuck. Because, like, so many references that, like, they're just going to be like, like, who? I'm not sure if American people know who Susan Boyle is. But if you don't know, you better get to know. Because when she became a multimillionaire, what did she do? she stayed in her lovely two-up, two-down on, like, <laughs> Penton Street, and she refused to move. She was like, no, I just... Is she Scottish? I mean, I imagine if he says he's the Susan Boyle of drag. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so very obsessed with him.
1: I saw um on their Instagram, they said the look is inspired by Versace and Lady Gaga.
0: Versace. Which you
1: can see from the print. Yeah. Um, I really liked the... I love it when, like, the boot goes into the trouser. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, into that, into the uh, color combos. Wondering if purple is a theme, as that's what um, Lawrence wore in the Meet the Queens.
0: True. True. Inclusive true. Inclusive
1: flag, but maybe that's just a quinky dinky.
0: Um, and one thing to say as well that um I. Applaud and love and celebrate when um, we have a larger queen with la- with a larger physique as well. Like I would imagine, it's harder to create um, the hourglass proportion without just building out. Mm. And she, the shape and the padding on her, sublime.
1: Well, exists. we can g- we'll get into that in the. um oh, I bet we will. <laughs> <But you'd laughs> so like we'll give her, her a little. <laughs> oh. What do they call it? With your proportionising. Proportionising, yes. Thank you. Thank proportionizing. you. Proportionising. Um,
0: and also a lovely blue brow as well. Oh, for the natural look, Did you notice the blue brow? I did notice the natural look. Um, And then second in we have, it is our girl, it is Cherry Valentine.
1: Uh, She on Meet the Queens described herself as a glamour, club kid, dark and gothic fantasy. And when that fucking headpiece fell off, I...
0: Scream. (laughs) They did her so dirty. Like that was very pheromone falling in the in the the, uh, talent competition. But
1: I liked it. I think it kind of it shows that humbled her. Yeah, exactly. And it showed her sense of humour. And it showed that she's not like I think Cherry is one. Cherry and Bimini, I think, come across so well. I just think they just come across as as, like the nicest
0: people ever. A hundred percent. That's that's what I was going to say. They did her dirty on the BBC by by airing that. But I thought, that like, actually, like, in terms of just like what a one all-round babe she appears, it probably did her more good than harm, to be honest, because I think like mm. it just like <laughs> that laugh. I <laughs> am I gonna set my phone alarm to that <laughs> laugh? Like that is a piercing gorgeous laugh.
1: <laughs> Well, my friend, that is Alan Cummings sitting there in the confessional. Maybe he's popped That's a couple cute. of pills or two. Those mm. eyes are very dark. Yeah,
0: that is one of, that was my first thought. That was the first thing I wrote <laughs> down. I was like, um, your gay icon better be <laughs> Alan yeah. Cumming because you are if twenty years ago you were Alan Cumming. Um I just my first note actually for Cherry Valentine was absolutely obsessed.
1: Yeah, I wrote, absolutely gorgeous, love a dark queen, face beat, raven cheeks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, also, as well, the, the confessional look, like, very, very that. That's very, like, northern boys waiting outside of the club. Yeah. The gay northern boys, you know. Well, you need a puffer because it's chilly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it <went laughs> and, um, Do I love that accent as well. Yeah, 100%. And also, for a tiny girl, the padding oh! is, is so right. Like, Physically fit. Physically fit. Oh, 100%. Like... <laughs> Quite. I'm. I'm personally, as you, as you full well know, I'm actually not a padding queen. Like I like a, I like an ironing board straight, straight down kind of, kind of boy. Um, Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um. But when they hit that padding right, as have both Lawrence Shoney and Cherry Valentine mm, at this point. Two like, for two. Whoever is carving those hip pads out of a sofa, like that is whoever's doing that is is bang on. Mm. And I just thought her padding was gorgeous. And that nude lip, please.
1: Get out of town. Yeah, and she made all of that herself, obsessed. Like, I love anything that's even a little bit like, ooh, a little bit dark. So just having all, like jewelled like slashes of blood. Yeah, just absolutely sick. Yeah. So it's funny, like Lawrence coming straight
0: in with cutting out her teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she woke up and chose violence. Right? <laughs> that was like the first thing that yeah. she said. Just like, ooh, don't have good teeth in Darlington. And but again, reflected so well on both of them because Cherry just like squ- roared with laughter. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And then next into the room we have Ms. Tia Coffee. The question remains. T- <laughs> Are you a tea or coffee girl? Tea. Uh, he says as we sip <laughs> As we sick a lovely semi-sparkling white wine. So our
1: girl Tia, she says she's all singing, all dancing, so the opposite of Lorenzio. Um, she's old school means new school. She's got the Dave Lynn link, very end of the pier.
0: First, my first thing that i wrote down was height
1: <laughs> damn, i damn
0: damn damn i didn't notice
1: it until she was in the
0: nottinghamshire well, look how did you not notice it she's like 98% leg
1: i don't know maybe just cuz she was just on her own
0: like <laughs> no sort of frame of reference yeah. <laughs> she wasn't standing next to a really tall tree so it's really hard to i quite the liked
1: the reveal joke just like that the kind of noochness of it like what did she say she was like reveal oh it's not a
0: reveal I thought that Mm. kind of got me at first, but... So my thing is with the entrance line is that either you come in with, like, an absolute banger or it's just best just, like, come in. If you're a look queen, I'm not saying she's a look queen. I don't think anyone would. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) But, if like, I think sometimes, like, if you haven't got an absolute banger of a line, just, like, come in and... I yeah, feel like like, you don't have to. I feel like a line that doesn't zing, like really, it d- it goes down like a sack of shit. Do you know what I mean? Like and yeah. I was a bit like that with the reveal because the the sort of play on reveal has been done so many times. You know, mm. like need I remind you that in Aquarius season, like every single queen had some gag about that they were going to do a reveal, oh, and then well,
1: just the joke of them all at the fucking final, looking like a microwave,
0: <laughs> yeah, party. <all> looking like <laughs> jacket potatoes. <laughs>
1: Um, I, based on the entrance look alone, basically just the, um, off the rack leopard print, I wrote,
0: leopard print, I wrote a thin vinegar strokes. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Um, I when she said about Kofi and that cracked me up. I was like, okay, she's gonna be she's gonna be giving us the comedy, but also she's clearly an intelligent girl as well.
1: She seems very pointed about East London.
0: Oh, okay, we need to address listen, you're We're if,
1: currently in East London. Yeah,
0: if you couldn't <laughs> hear, that was the overground that just went past from Haggiston Station going to Dawson Junction Station. Um we are born and bred London, <laughs> East London Queens. And I'm a I'm a recent arrival, but still. I wasn't even really, I, I wasn't even actually aware. We are both people. We have worked s- quite solidly in Clapham for a long time. And um, we weren't personally aware of this beef between specifically one place, Clapham and East London. And listen, if there's one thing about the East London girls that I can tell you. We know how to fight.
1: We know how to ask someone to hold our earrings.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like maybe we're being a bit um oversensitive because we are our surroundings <laughs> are the East London crowd. I felt pressed. Yeah, yeah I'm, angry, I'm gonna lie. I felt like a panini. I uh, when she, but I just didn't even know that this was a thing. That it was like Clapham versus East London because it's like that's a it's actually a very small. Very small Clapham drag scene to be taken on the whole East London scene. So it's very unnecessary.
1: Very unaware of this beef. Keeping an eye on it. Keeping <laughs> keeping a broken bottle in my back pocket.
0: Yeah. I I wasn't here for the beef, but here we are. And she says she's a performer queen, so I'll be interested to see when we have uh, song and dance challenges. Song and dance challenges.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like dance <laughs> challenges. Let's um,
0: see what she brings to the stage. Uh, <laughs> and now next to the stage we have. <laughs> Bimini bamboo Bimini bamboo <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know she had a surname. I remember, like, lo- like back back in the day when we fir- first <laughs> back in the day <laughs> when we first started Truffle Pigs. I remember that at some point on Insta she did that that she did have her full name, and then mm. obviously when you become an icon, legend, star such as Jesus, share you just you go by one name. Lucky, yep. Lucky, you <laughs> know. Listen, if there's one thing that you're gonna win me round by, it's like, oh, you're giving me. You're giving me the look, but then you open your mouth and you have that that accent and voice. <laughs> I can not believe it,
1: because I've never heard her speak before. And I've just been a very long time fan, fan of the art, fan of the visuals, but <laughs> never, never, never heard the mouth on it. And honestly, I don't know. I think in my mind, just because she's so akin with like Pamela Anderson, I just, I don't know, I never even considered a voice, but it certainly wasn't that, but that just makes it even better.
0: It's like a lovely, lovely mute angel. She's aerial. Yeah, truly. And when, let's just break down the look, because first of all, did you... Did you or did you not clock that jeweled minge that she had?
1: Yes, like the vagina jewels I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> of course
0: you did. And that gorgeous wig. I believe, I, I may need to fact check this, but I believe that all of Bimini's wigs are done by weekday.
1: That is correct. I have previously fact checked this also. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that wig was mm. absolutely gorgeous.
1: Um, I've written, comes in looking like some kind of She-Ra warrior, <laughs> warrior sex goddess. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, then yeah. I saw her just like... She is banging
0: He-Man. Most importantly, let's talk about the confession. Look, <laughs> when it, when it flipped to her in that like in that coat and hat, I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Is it am I? Is it giving Bag of Chips the reckoning slightly? Oh, okay, <laughs> slightly. maybe. <laughs> uh, did I make that up? Is she wearing a yellow fur jacket? And so was Bag of Chips.
1: Uh, can't remember. What
0: she wasn't wearing though is chicken feathers. Shout out to Joey
1: J. <laughs> Um, I saw on her Instagram that she said the look was inspired by Brooke Candy. And literally, as soon as I read that, it was like...
0: The entrance look. Yeah, of Yeah, of course.
1: Of course. Gorgeous.
0: Shout out to BC. Okay, so the next person that we have in is Ginny Lemon. Fancy a slice! Fancy a slice! Now, can I be really honest with you? When I first saw the photos... I wasn't sure that uh, I wasn't sure that uh, Guinea was gonna be for me. Guinea fowl. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Guinea was gonna be for me. Like I, although right, let's first of all and for, first and foremost point out what what sort of drag do you love, Luki?
1: Um, I like pretty girls, itty bitty girls. No, um, I just that hot people being good at shit,
0: basically. Hundred percent for me. <laughs> My number one thing in drag, I don't give a fuck literally about anything else. Sure, I love the glamour, I love the fashions, but all I care about is can you host? Can you entertain a room? Can you keep the crowd laughing, entertained? I've seen and know plenty of queens that are absolutely gorgeous and can turn a look, beautiful makeup, but that is only sort of like... 11% Eleven percent of the job for me. I'm mm. really hitting it with the percentages. Have you noticed today? A lot of percentages. I'd like uh, to hear
1: some decimals and some
0: fractions. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really um. That's a really small part of the job for me mm. because in especially in London, like that's gorgeous. But go be part of Fashion Week. Go be f- part of photo shoots. But like, if I'm going to see drag, then I'm going to see a show. Mm. So I need you to be able to perform. So for me, like the performance is like the number one thing. Um, definitely at the expense of the look, but. I wasn't sure, if I'm honest, I wasn't sure how much Ginny was going to be for me. Wow. She won me round in about six <laughs> seconds. Um, straight away, I was <clears> like, <throat> yes, 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 yes. This is, this is for me.
1: Well, she says she's the hairiest woman in drag and that her style is improvisational comedy, down to arse. Just some down to ass working class <laughs> humour. I'm down to arse. So, off. yeah, that's... Yeah, I was the same. Like I've seen pictures of her, and the look isn't necessarily for me. But like, if she's going for that whole wacky like TV presenter thing, she's doing the lemon thing. Like, yeah, like that's what you look like. Congratulations. Everyone that we've spoken to, who's met her or watched her, has been like obsessed with her. So I'm just really looking forward to seeing to seeing it
0: because
1: I is haven't the seen thing. it. This is <laughs> the thing.
0: All of our mates, anyone that we've worked with, like knows her. And there's there's one other person that we'll get to, but Ginny Lemon is someone that literally every person I know that has worked with her knows her is like, she is the greatest. Mm. She's one of them queens that just who's like her her personality and her um what's the word her joie de vie. her joie de vie. effervescence. <laughs> she it just supersedes her like everyone is like oh like she is that bitch so mm. um, i'm super excited to see what she brings to the show my first note is jelly shoe
1: they were old maiden type of shoes
0: <laughs> <laughs> truly that it, it but again I, I, this is what i love about uk drag race i love that Uh, we we all have like different sort of like iterations of what drag is across the world. And like, you can see that so much with Thailand. Like Thai drag is so different. Oh, so
1: gorgeous. So gorgeous. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. Beautiful
0: gowns, beautiful gowns. Uh, And in America, you obviously have like, the pageant circuit is like such a huge thing that just, it it doesn't uh, exist here. Mm. And our sort of, um, our history of drag and our narrative is like so different. And when people say, for anyone tuning in uh, that's across... Across the world, Uh, when people talk about like end of the pier drag is because like historically, one of the locations that we'd have drag queens um, is uh, in like seaside venues and they would be like present for doing like bingo and things like that. Uh, And again, that was not going back to what I said earlier, that not at all about the look. Sure, they were like, they were big wig drag queens, like huge teased hard front drag queens. And if you need a hard front, please go to Truffle Big Wigs. (laughs) um but it was always again about this like dark comedy very blue all bit blue um they haven't tried to fit the mould mm. of like w- trying to squeeze uk drag into the american mould it's like nah in the uk this is what drag looks like it's crunchy if you come if you look at like east london drag sure their balls are hanging out no one shaved like that's what drag is about for us like we're not a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the people that are involved in drag are uh, interested in that. Like gender vendor drag, like, it's not. They're not trying to come for you for the beauty, for the patch. I just want to put on a goddamn show. Yeah, exactly. I just want to throw on a couple of lucite pleasers and, <laughs> and have a mad one.
1: Make my heels clack. Thank yeah. you very much. Anyway. <laughs>
0: Next up we have is Ms. Ellie Diamond.
1: Uh, ah, she says she has given us fierce looks, amazing performance, and a fart or two, but. You saw what happened to fucking Rockham Sakura. Yeah. Laugh at women all you like, but do not laugh at a fart joke. <laughs> Michelle
0: Visage will not laugh at a <laughs> fart joke. Absolutely. It's like, why don't you all pretend that you have vaginas and mock them <laughs> for the past 15 <laughs> series? But if you ever talk about a fart, then we're going to have to bring it up on the main stage and mock you for it.
1: Yeah, literally Of course, Shangela, come in in a fat suit. Of course, ladies, come in as old women with droopy tits, but... If you bring up a bodily function, I swear to God. Yeah. Gabagool!
0: <laughs> 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 um, I also just need to point out at this very early stage that Ellie, I would I would die for Ellie Diamond's face. I honestly can't.
1: She does all her own hair and mush, uh, costumes and yeah. mushrooms. <laughs> she probably does a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> um, and she's doing it for the baby queens. And the fact that she is a baby queen, her and Cherry as well, it's just like... Absolutely ridiculous. I've been doing my own makeup for 89 years now, and I can't make myself look that cute. Absolutely. I just wrote, the beat is sensational, angelic. And then I wrote, strawberry shortcake cutie pie dream angel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you heard it here first. One thing to win me round straight away is just, like, humility. She seems so humble as well. Mm. For someone that has such a gorgeous angel face, she was just, I love when queens come in and they're excited to be there. Mm. Like, it's just that, that for me is like, that's something that's like really soaks through the TV and mm. you're like, okay, I'm happy you're here. You're happy you're <laughs> here. We're all happy.
1: But speaking of faces, you see Lawrence's face when she walked in.
0: Oh! Chili, who s- the Scottish drummer of it all.
1: <laughs> I don't know if there's some kind of backstory here or just general jealousy, like, but we need to o- unearth what this beef is or what this tension is. I
0: don't think there is beef. I think that for the first year that they're including like Scottish queens and stuff, um, I think because Lawrence Cheney was the first in, she was like, maybe I'm the only one.
1: Also, maybe because it's like, uh, you asked me. How to get into drag, and now you're in here with me. And yeah. excuse me, your face is absolutely
0: beautiful. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but then I, d- I didn't feel. D- I didn't feel shade at all from Lawrence. I felt like maybe she was there a was, bit
1: like there was a sh- there was shit going on. Well, yeah, not necessarily. I felt like she was a bit
0: gobsmacked, like oh damn. But I did I wouldn't necessarily say old that. Oh damn, oh Yeah, you know when someone comes into the to the workroom and just straight away you're like, okay, she's gonna be she's gonna be rocking my shit this the bitch. whole time. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. One
1: thing I will say. Say. Um, as a groundbreaking pioneer of chaps,
0: yeah,
1: I'm this a is bit at, concerned. Can I just say,
0: aside from <laughs> aside from the very very hardcore work that Christina Aguilera did uh, in the dirty video, like Miss Lukey Luck of of Rebel Bingo Fame, she has really been rocking a chap. Thank you. on the main stage for quite some time. Like Thank I'm going to say, I'm going to say eight years ago. Least, wow. I don't think it was that much. because we're only 13 ourselves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. But yeah, this new kind of bastardization of the chap. Like in this, she's now wearing like a a maxi skirt with just a little peekaboo puss at the front. Well,
0: I would... uh I would like to embarrass you on a public stage because actually that silhouette is um, a vintage look and it's actually often used in burlesque, which Lukey, Lukey Luck of Femme Feral fame is actually an ex-burlesque dancer, so I'm surprised. It's still
1: it's a bastardization of the chaps, but I thought, let's maybe, I am want to start making a little count of how many of these, because the, the, the yeah these weird new fake chaps that's coming.
0: And also, when you're padding so hard as well, what cracks me up every time that anyone ever wears chaps is when your padding is on point. Like, obviously, your widest point is going to be your hips. So they've got like chaps, and then just like it looks like they're just like these gigantic hips are spilling out the sides. Just like these two apples on (laughs) lollipops. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's very, very gorgeous.
1: (laughs) All right, so now I guess we're going to go, sister, sister. Oh, I love you, sister, sister. Oh,
0: right. Listen, straight away. First of all, I will get onto what happens at the. um, can I just say
1: first of all that her signature move is to look gorgeous and sometimes bored and I'm into that
0: yeah 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 very that I'm actually very bored right now so (laughs) but what's the opposite of bored I don't think I've ever felt that (laughs) gorgeous Um, sister sister great opening line like listen you're going to hit me with the Titanic reference I had to fucking google
1: it I didn't know what so it's like well, I don't know what the fuss is about. It doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. So is it, com- is it from Titanic, the yeah, film? Yeah, that's what
0: Kate Winsett says when she sees the Titanic. She's like, it doesn't look any bigger than the Mauritania. Uh, like, what a
1: <laughs> fantastic reference. I've only seen Titanic once, like, when it came out. Listen, not if you're in basic, the maybe
0: you didn't get it, but that's if really... If you're
1: basic, that like you probably love Titanic. But yeah, like I literally had to Google it. Problem? It's like, an old boat that sailed from Liverpool to New York and got sold and had it had
0: broken up. the Titanic? No,
1: the Mauritania. Oh. In 1935. I was like, and I... I, st- I still don't get it, but I, I don't care because I absolutely love her and I love the, m- the makeup. I e- uh, can I also just say, first of all, the hair is absolutely gorgeous. Florencia wigs. She's oh, also done her dusty Springfield wigs for this episode. What? And we love Florencia. Another Italian as well. Veni Vidi Vici. Oh.
0: One thing that we really love as uh, wig stylists is is when you see a queen has, like, developed an entire wig wardrobe with their stylist. And it just makes uh, us super excited to see. I imagine that the majority of them have, like, stuck with, like, one wig stylist. And they're super excited to see the wig wardrobe that they've created together. Because then the greatest thing about Drag Race is it's, like, giving you a platform to celebrate, like, queer, um, queer art for designers, for wig stylists, all of that. So I love seeing... So I'm excited to see if uh, Sister Sister has worked with Florencia for the whole thing. Um, so uh, as I believe, maybe can this can be fact-checked, is Florencia... Florentia is like a West End wiggy, isn't she? Well,
1: yeah, because she's currently... She's like the main <gasps> wig maker on that thing with um, like Monet and out? Courtney yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff, yeah.
0: And that and the West End wiggies, are, we, we follow a couple of them, but the West End wiggies, listen, they technically... They be giving. They be giving it to you. They know their shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that we are mere acquaintances with our shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have viewed our <laughs> shit. Um, we absolutely are obsessed as well with that navy, that mm, navy wig color. So on, rich and gorgeous. Oh, so gorgeous. And just, I just really thought um, she really just from the entrance, from everything, just laid herself as someone that's like. Like you said, authentic. Like she's given you like same with Bimini. She's got a very clear identity of like what she sees her drag as, and I was just very into it.
1: And I think she's her face is absolutely beautiful as well.
0: She gives me slightly, uh, definitely younger, but slightly. Um, sorry, did that sound like? <laughs> <laughs> she uh, gives me slightly crystal vibes. There's something she's got. They've both got which like crystal? Crystal. UK season one. Uh, she gives you really... She's. They've both got a very strong jaw and very, very straight white teeth. She gives me a bit crystal. Maybe you'll see it next next episode. Maybe I will. Um, TBD. Yeah. Okay. And now... It's taste.
1: She describes herself as model villainous, dark, punky and edgy. I was literally sat on the tippy-tip of my sofa just going... <laughs> can seal see that see loud. World.
0: World. If you couldn't sense how chilling that noise was to <laughs> witness in the studio, I feel very uncomfortable with the energy we've created in the studio today. Uh, that noise was truly chilling. I just need to go on record now and say I would give up a non-essential organ just for Taste to stand on my throat when she came. Wow, in I'd give
1: up an essential one, Barney. Oh. That's how much
0: I care. <laughs> <laughs> when she came in, like, l- l- let's be real, we are long-time lovers, supporters, and stands of our girl Taste.
1: Taste the Rainbow.
0: I would say that for me, that she was one of the most like exciting things about the announcement. Like for when sure. we found out that Taste was on it, like. If you don't live under a moist rock in London, then you have seen Tase. She has blown your mind. You've cried front row at one of her shows. Like a meteoric rise to stardom. Like the face. Even if you look at the face from a year ago, like she has always been the most gorgeous creature on this planet. But just there is something I would say in the past year to, well, maybe not Yeah, maybe like 18 months, two years, mm. just that the face has been taken up a notch. And now it is like every time she comes on the screen, I melt into a puddle of jism. Mm. It's m- like it's kind of almost
1: like unfair that she should be in a competition with mortals.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. We are all truly just existing and tasting <laughs> there. Like
1: and those fucking shoulders made her just look like a Thumbelina, teeny tiny
0: doll. She. If you thought you had main character energy, <laughs> taste came in. Like. Remember that we are merely just ensemble, and she is there. Yeah. Um, and then the thing that cracks me up, much like Bimini, is like you look at her and you're like, oh wow, a a supermodel, and then she opens her mouth, just like uh, I was just poppy ping. <laughs> eh, uh, like she just the voice that comes out of her. Suddenly like, we're
1: gonna go into the Vivian then, hey, again. Yeah. yeah, I realised <laughs> I was
0: like, can I do a Welsh accent? Probably not. Oh that's, yeah. lovely, ain't oh, that's lovely, Oh, That's lovely. She's just like she's got um. Just the softest, sweetest voice. If you haven't noticed, we are all masturbating in the studios. We talk about taste just we are. Uh, obsessed with her. And someone that gorgeous shouldn't also just be that cute, like that no. sweet. And, and she, as I mentioned before with Ginny Lemon, like I, you scour the lands of London. Scour them. I mean, maybe don't go to Clapham because apparently there's a bit. <laughs> scour the lands of London and please try and find me one person that has a single bad word to say about taste Every single, every single queen that we've ever been involved with is like taste is the sweetest angel on this earth. Um, I believe she's AP hair. I believe she. I mean, obviously, it's is a human hair bundle. She's given you sort of. I would say. 42 to 46 inch of uh, Remy Virgin human hair. That's my Well, there we go. Um, Just absolutely gorgeous. And then next into the studio was... It was Ms. Jo Black.
1: Ms. Jo Black, the cabaret queen of Brighton.
0: Uh, What I love about Jo Black is... You cannot fuck with that sense of grandiose. Because,
1: Jesus. yeah, she never used to be full drag. It used to be very kind of, like, gender fuck. The very G- kind of, like, a man in a lovely face of makeup. But, yeah, I guess that was a very long time ago, so she's kind of developed now. But, honestly, you can't tell her nothing about that face. She oh looks like God. fucking sexy Zoltar out of Big, just, like, gorgeous, like, vintage, For anyone gypsy. that's not a Disney
0: gay, you might not understand that reference. But you don't
1: know what... A Disney gay doesn't know what Big is. What? Big, the Tom Hanks film where he wishes.
0: <laughs> like I thought you meant up. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Sorry, that's how much of a not of a Disney gay I am. But I also <laughs> would argue that maybe Big's a Disney film. Excuse me, I wouldn't know because I'm not a Disney gay. So, but yeah,
1: she just looks like literal like a kind of like illustration from the 30s of like a yeah. fortune teller. She's like,
0: giving you oh. the most gorgeous sort of like. She's giving you, like, Barnum Circus slash Erte slash, like, she just, there's, her references are so damn on point. Like, she has such a clear narrative and trajectory of, like, what her, what her drag looks like. And if anything that is involved in this competition is going to be put into what the identity of her drag is, but it's not going to it's not going to change what her drag looks like. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's just like
0: a chrysalis that will not budge. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) A chrysalis that will not budge. Um, Yeah, but very into Joe Black. Now, Ms. Veronica Green. Now, I know you're going to have things to say about Ms. Veronica Green because when she walks in and serves you 80s prom princess that she made in her bedroom, I know you're going to have things to say, Lukey. Hit it.
1: The first thing I have to say is that in her confessional look, it made me think of Cracker in her original season, and which immediately makes me oh, warm oh. to her as a person because, as Barney knows, I can get deeply obsessed with the Queen sometimes. I Jeez. thought I was in love with Jinx in her season. Yeah. Uh, in Shay's original season, I felt like... We are soulmates and no one can take that away from <laughs> us. <laughs> 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 could I just,
0: sorry, could I just please slip in here? We've, yes. When we were in New York and we uh, we went to see Cracker, this was deep in her juicy, juicy obsession with Miss Cracker and when she was on her season. And this was before Aquaria had won. I'm sorry, spoiler. Aquaria <laughs> win spoiler <her> alert! <laughs> um, this, uh, we went to see Miss Cracker Uh. Um, was it Industry Bar in New York? Yeah, in Hell's Kitchen. And she, uh, so this was like mid her season. And Lukey even though everyone was sat down watching the show, Luki was like on her knees in front of the stage, like crying the whole time that Kracker was performing, just sobbing, just getting photos, just like it was odd, It was chilling. chilling we got
1: so there so early, so we didn't want to miss it, and it was like happy hour. We were just drinking, what were we doing? Like mojitos or some, yeah. something and something. Something like with booze in it. Fifty cocktails later, I'm literally there. Like, not even sobbing, just, like, continual rivers of tears going down my eyes. So, yeah, so there was the cracker obsession. More recently, I've now started having dreams where I'm fancy and got mixed. So it's like, I'm deeply affected by this. So basically, to get to the point, yes. I have an immediate soft spot for Veronica Green in, from the confessional, because I just think, you... So hide your kids, hide your <laughs> wife,
0: because she's going to be trying to fuck Veronica No, Green. it's not
1: sexual. It's just... It was it wasn't sexual with cracker.
0: It wasn't not sexual, though.
1: It wasn't sexual. With
0: <laughs> she gives me very, very much horny theatre kid, um, Veronica Green, that when it flipped where she was like, I go from Gollum to yeah," quarters, I was like, well, damn bitch. You the,
1: there trust. is no lies
0: yeah. told here today.
1: But I just feel like she's the one, well, actually, Lawrence as well. I worry about their mental health. Because everyone else seems very confident, but she kind of seems like, from her confessionals, like as if she's like the way she talks about everyone's kind of like she's a fan in a room of drag queens where everyone else is kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. She's just kind of like, oh, my God, like and, like she seems yeah, very much yeah, 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 very sure. green. She's just
0: yeah. Veronica green. <gasps> Speaking of confidence, next up <laughs> into the room is Astina Mandela.
1: She says she's the body queen. No tucking, no shaving and no flaws that she can think of. Rude. I screamed at that. One ah! entrance line. Rude. Um,
0: can I just say as well, when they first did the close up of the face, like, I have been uh, very lucky enough to have seen that face very, very close up. And she is absolutely gorgeous. She's really one of them queens as well. That like this is very it blows the tiny mind. Like she is. I don't really think there's that much transformation between her as a boy and her her as a girl. No, like,
1: she's barely got like a, a lick of eyeliner and a.
0: She's just gorgeous boy, gorgeous girl, um, and yeah, just like when they did that first close up, I was like, damn bitch.
1: Y- was y- her. Entrance outfit inspired by Azealia Banks video.
0: I, not that I know, but I feel like
1: I can see her in that weird maxi waistcoat that just is a little bit too office wear. I think, for a, lot me. Her,
0: I think a lot of her outfits are inspired by like uh, like stage cost like stage costumes of of like black like performance. Yeah, I think as opposed to like she's not really hitting you with like the the padge drag, which no, I, it's just it's just again like. UK drag race. Real hair,
1: real boobs. <laughs> showing very you a that.
0: real, uh, showing you like a just completely different side of drag. Like she's mm. not interested in looking. She wants to look like
1: uh, uh, an a artist. On, an,
0: yeah, like an artist on stage. Well, obviously because yeah. she's worked of late, she wants to look like an artist on stage. Mm. She doesn't want to look like... Um, Peek in a week. <laughs> oh, wow, that tone <laughs> seems very pointed. That seems really like a personal attack. But yeah, I just wrote very cute, very confident very confident very confident listen know that you're a star and let the whole world catch up that's my that, that's my tea what I felt for her is like this like t- tenacious energy that she's like I'm here I'm here to win mm. I know that energy I get where she's coming from that she's just like it's I'm not here to she, she ain't here to make friends she ain't like she got enough friends I ain't here to make friends she's like I'm here to kill it yeah um, and also that nude lip are you mad The nude lip. You're obsessed with a nude lip. I really am. And I didn't think I was, but I just felt like it kept on hitting me so hard in the gut so often in in these entrances. I was like, damn, the nude lip. That's Mm. really it, isn't it? Um, And she also... And also, like, how did you feel about the look? Because I felt like it was giving me sort of, like, severe pilgrim, like... She, Pilgrim. Short, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like, she was just, just like robe like, fantasy. What
1: can I wear to to the office, which will then translate into the office party this evening? The amount of the times maxi they said, waistcoat.
0: <laughs> the amount of times I said infinite Arsenal as well. I was like, is no one going to pick up on this joke? But sure, whatever. The confidence was on ten. The look was there.
1: Well, she says, yeah, like you said, like she's not, she's not ever going to come in like a stage cost, like a. Uh, yeah, showstopper a... razzle-dazzle costume. She's she's a real girl and yeah, 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 yeah. That's, Which... that's what we need to judge her from. Not that we're judging her, but that's what we need to talk about her from.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Next in we have horror She's oh! shady,
1: she's a lady and she's an absolute pig. So <laughs> obviously... Yay! We are on side. Oh,
0: okay, now, we don't play favourites here at Cliffhangers, but...
1: If you're from East London, we probably like you the most.
0: <laughs> oh, horror. Oh, my God. First of all, that stomp heard around the world. Like, never... She, I'm glad she said she was a pig, because she fucking stomped in there, didn't she?
1: And um, I saw on her Insta that the reason she did Dorothy is because this is her embarking on a new, exciting journey on her own, so that's why she's dressed apparently- as Dorothy.
0: And I also saw on Insta that apparently, like her whole like childhood house, like her whole family house, they've got all of this like Wizard of Oz memorabilia. Like it's like a family of like obsession. Like oh, all this amazing stuff. So that's like a real sort of like her beginning. Yeah, um, that's cute. And it was absolutely stunning. Like the the, the wig, execution of it was
1: Wig Chapel. Delicious, gorgeous, the fucking boots. I remember I used to have some like ruby slippers. Well, like little, they from, a, uh, I believe, Shelly's. Just a... I love Shelly's. A modest Shelley. 2.5 inch heel in a lovely sparkly thing. I don't thing.
0: believe you refer
1: to that as a heel, <laughs> 2.5. But um, to have fucking thigh high. I believe my note was, rubies up to your pubies. Oh, um, fantastic, <laughs> you heard it here first. You better get that on some
0: merch or. <laughs> rubies up to your pubies. But yeah.
1: Absolutely stunning. I loved the shirt as well. Yeah. I thought that was real sick. And I believe
0: as well, her and her mum, she is, the thing I love about Uhura is again like with Ellie Diamond, but in like a completely different direction, Uhura is a fashion designer. So like her, her entire sort of uh, beginnings are in fashion It was in construction she obviously knows her way around a silhouette like the thing i loved about it was such a smart take on dorothy because obviously dorothy like that's a period look that's giving you that's giving you fun on the farm gingham but (laughs) she was like milk made boringness but the the uh, i imagine as well from we uh, have have worked with Ahura and she is um she's she has a very clear vision of what she wants. Mm. And I imagine with that wig chapel, like that was, again, that wasn't, she could have just gone with like a cute vintage look, but it wasn't like, it was almost referencing like a more 60s silhouette. And it was just, it was just, fuck, everything about it was fucking gorgeous. And it felt so mm. current. And when she forgot her
1: little doggy. Uh, What's it called? Toto.
0: got her doggy.
1: Yeah, she like, threw it in the air and she's like, oh shit, my dog. And she had to go back oh, and oh, get it. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, and Obsessed just, with her confessionals
1: as well. Just think oh she God, comes across so cute. Yeah,
0: just such a sweet angel. And I just think that, like, she's someone that's from the first episode, she's someone that seems to me like she can tread well the path of she'd be giving it to you let's be real like she's, she's obviously gonna come at you with the honesty like she's be giving you she'd be giving to you she be giving you some real real opinions but also like you can tell that, that the heart's there yeah like for sure straight away you just I start just, with a heart start with an art um, and yeah I was just very very into the girls and to be honest you heard it here first none of the girls are doing it like a horror that's what I said, I
1: said and then it. again just to solidify my suspicions in I'm gonna say it's the production team <sighs> making Tia... Have a bitch edit rather than her being a bitch. But just again, just come in with the ag. Like, they're really trying to cement her as just like that she hates East London and everyone from East London. She's like, Yeah, I've never met a horror, but I've, you know, from what I've heard, like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. It's like, So you've never met her, but you're already, you're ready to like call her out and say she's nasty.
0: And also, I believe they I believe your name is being mentioned in rooms that you haven't even entered yet. Wow, that's that's something, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's the sign of a star, if I'm honest. Um But yeah, I did I you can tell that, that that's maybe a narrative that they're gonna be pushing. For sure. This sort of Clapham versus East London. But, but unfortunately I feel like they maybe should have put more Clapham <laughs> Oh Well in there. yeah. So it's it's not really a fair fight. Yeah, it seems a bit unfair seeing so as like fifty percent of them are from East London.
1: Well, so that's the final girl in. So now Madame RuPaul Charles comes in.
0: The light that they use on RuPaul. (laughs) That central (laughs) beam. Fantastic.
1: I've written Ru, a vision in tomato, looking (laughs) like she works at Butlins.
0: (laughs) Yeah, very that. Very giving you red coat glam. Um, I want to go on record right now and say that I cannot believe that it's what Edwin enter in a second season. Give the girls a fucking prize. Like, how can you... These girls are spending... Like, they are taking out small equity loans in order to give the fantasy. Like, do you... Like, does... I don't know whether RuPaul remembers, but do you remember how much a fucking wig is? Do you remember how much a costume is? No, RuPaul don't remember shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is... Drag is not cheap. Like, take it from the Queen's. Drag is not cheap. And what, you can't even be bothered. Find a way to give them an actual prize. The like. joke
1: is, like, so the prize is... Tell the joke. You
0: fly to Hollywood
1: and get this lovely web series. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on this. Our lawyers will have to fact check this. Please. But if I am correct, I believe that when Vivian won, Vivian she had to share hers with Bagger because they did, like, Trump and Thatcher together. So, basically, Bagger didn't win and she still got the prize. So, it's... Oh, it's absolutely fucked that they don't get some kind of monetary compensation
0: and i think what's interesting to see as well from um i would say in my personal opinion from last series like vivian was the clear winner like i think that it was everyone is in agreement that vivian should have won she yeah. did win um but i would argue that like i don't think that we've seen like the development of the series one queens at all i feel like we we need to see them being pushed. like, And I hope that comes for season two mm. and then maybe it will sort of trickle down a bit for season one as well. But like, if you're not receiving like a f- uh, £100,000 or whatever as a prize, which is basically just going to pay back, what, a fifth of the money that you <laughs> spent yeah. to be on Drag Race. So if you're not getting a monetary prize, then I think that they need to be pushing them in the way of like sponsorship deals and getting them on the telly. And do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we haven't seen enough of the girls, but maybe that'll come because the standard is so high in the second series. Mm. Hopefully that'll come in the second series.
1: I feel like when the last season finished, I saw kind of like Bagger and Vivian doing the rounds a little bit, like on kind of um, big fat quiz of the year and just things like that when they need celebrities. And Cheryl had like a campaign with Virgin Atlantic or something, I think. But yeah, like...
0: I just want it. I want it more. They are th- listen. Drag queens are the rock stars of our generation. Like I need. I need. I need. Uh. I need bottles of wine with their face on. I need like. I need tissues. I need every, I need everything. I need all the merch. All of it. All of the merch.
1: Um. One thing I will say is that at least Willem Belli will be glad to see that see the Brit crew. I've been wearing shoesies. Oh,
0: thank God! Also, give it up for the Brick Room. Who's my
1: ginger guy from the American one?
0: I don't know. I'm not. I don't really. Bryce
1: or something. (laughs) I love him. Bryce Dallas Howard. I love it. Brick Crew fame. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, so it was really nice to see the Brick Crew. Welcome back.
1: Yeah, health and safety means we do have shoes for you.
0: And then we headed straight into the mini challenge, which was the Wimbledon challenge, which was uh, absolutely fantastic.
1: Celebrity Uh, photographer Kevin McDade was doing the honours.
0: Who has photographed such stars as (laughs) Rita Ora, Jessie J and Cheryl. It's like...
1: Cool. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Get us some international (laughs) flavour. And and
0: and I feel like, obviously, I can feel a lot of gay hate coming through the headphones right now. Some gait, I believe. Yeah, (laughs) some gait as people are like, how dare you, how dare you start on Cheryl. Literally, I feel Cheryl Hull. (laughs) Not
1: Cheryl Hull, never Cheryl Hull. No, 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 I I
0: was going to say I can feel the anger of Cheryl Hull Uh, right now, (laughs) as I dare uh, dare besmirch the name of Cheryl, but... um, I have two main
1: thoughts on this mini-challenge.
0: Give me your two main thoughts, starting with the first one. The
1: first one is, what is wrong with the Brick Crew? They managed to lift (laughs) Bimini okay, but who else was it? Who is,
0: like, literally as much as a bag of Quavers soaking wet.
1: Yeah, I think it was, like, Ginny and someone else. They tried to lift them up, and it was literally, like... Holding like a sack of like I don't know. I need they to
0: interject <laughs> as a as a professionally trained dancer and someone that has attempted to lift Luki. <laughs> being lifted is a real skill and it is really uh, really about so you're uh, blaming
1: the gals
0: a hundred percent. If you don't know, if you're not a performer, if you're not a dancer, if you're not someone that's been lifted, people your natural reaction is to go with gravity. And oh, push, Joe
1: Black was the other one, push like, your
0: weight into the floor. Like, if you're not a dancer, actually, someone lifting you is like can be quite difficult, and it's like that is not the brick. I'm that I'm, I'm I don't know whether they're dancers or what, but like you can only lift someone as good as they wanted to be lifted.
1: It looked like, yeah, like just trying to like contain a trampoline full of jelly. Yeah, it was like holding a baby. (laughs) (laughs)
0: um, And my
1: second thought was what the fuck was the styling prompt? Like, were they told to come like (gasps) this is what I wrote down as well. Sherry and Astina both in full tennis whites some people like horror and kind of like in half sports gear, and then fucking Bimini's dressed as Tinkerbell. Like,
0: <laughs> what? What is the story? From what we know from the gals um, and the sort of list that they received, like it's it's quite vague, and I think that clearly they weren't expecting a Wimbledon runway because ain't nothing they brought was a runway was runway Wimbledon. shit. So that's the filler shit, and I think that they were probably like tennis wear. Do you know what I mean? Like, just as as, as a filler outfit, tennis wear or something. Mm. But yeah, or like even like workout. I don't know, like something, tennis slash workout. They or all whatever. had
1: skirts, but then like a horror was wearing like a pink leotard.
0: Yeah, so I wonder whether it was like more akin to like workout or mm. whatever. And then they get, they had like loads of tennis skirts or something. And then
1: Pimini's Pimini, Pimini? just like, fuck you, I'm a fairy.
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> um, in big letters I've written. Taste <laughs> 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 always, I think that's going to be a running theme on mm. this podcast. Um, just came out, just uh, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I I don't want to just keep on harping. She's a very talented queen, she's not to keep on harping on about how gorgeous he is, but you're just gonna have to deal with that's- it. She
1: was born that way. So we can't Truly. shout it out too much. And Bimini, How much can you applaud people no, for their natural gorgeousness? No, God-keeping absolutely not. We've seen, her in the, <laughs> we've seen her in the
0: confessionals. Gorgeous man, but very she doesn't look like... No, uh, she does not. She doesn't look like uh, Tace in her confessionals. So there's such a transformation. Um, loved, loved that Bimini came in them pleasers. Like, there ain't nothing that says Wimbledon like a <laughs> eight-inch stripper heel clacking away. Um Every time that Cherry Valentine laughs, it runs through my body like a <laughs> uh, like a sweet oral orgasm. I love lover. Like, I know. Honestly, absolutely time. Just the amount that she laughed in that episode in that mini challenge just really, really I was very into also into Estina's tennis whites. So crisp, so gorgeous. On that. So lovely. The yeah. body. Like, can we talk? I, I would like to every single week point out a different part of her body that I'm obsessed with. Like
1: I think it's thighs this week.
0: The thighs. We'll the, bring that up. The thighs on the prize. Bring it like, to the runway. Just honestly, that body is truly carved by Jesus himself. Like Satan abs- himself. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Um what I didn't appreciate though is that when Veronica was shooting the mini challenge, that shady lift music that they gave her—you know—they do like the just like basically. I feel like that's going to be a running theme that just like anything she does, they're like, "Oh, she ain't got nothing between the ears, has she?" Oh, bless her! <laughs> yeah, yeah as I, I said, I've got
1: a real soft spot for her. I just feel like she's the underdog, and I, she needs to be protected at all costs. Oh,
0: absolutely! <laughs> I just, I, 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 feel exactly the same. I just Good. Think she's She's just such a sweet little cutie. Um, for me, Lawrence, question mark?
1: <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been not my winner. Um, Because, like, if you think about, like, say, like, the other challenges, like Matthew shooting them underwater and stuff, yeah. it's yeah, not, yeah. like, who's got the funniest picture of them, like, struggling to breathe underwater. It's, like, who looks like
0: a fucking model underwater. Yeah, it's a so photo shoots, so you want, like, the actual image to be strong.
1: Yeah, like... Like not, they one of the shows of her was her kind of like, Ugh, like kind of grimacing or like flinching away being from wacky. the balls. Yeah. So which the the like the same as like the girls not being able to like hold their eyes open underwater. So it just seems a bit weird to me. Yeah, I did think Taste had the best picture, but I just can't tell if I've got a real opinion or if I'm just biased anymore. Whether it's
0: just that pure <laughs> sexual energy that you feel.
1: If you're gonna drop into a squat and split your legs with a tennis racket in between, them, I'm gonna be into it.
0: I'm, I'm gonna be listening all is. Um Please, please, cliffhangers viewers, do not sleep on Astina Mandela standing in ballet third whilst listening to RuPaul talk. Like, notice it. Like every time that bitch is trained, she is giving you dance training. What's it's like, ballet
1: third like, it's like one and a half? It's
0: like Abby Lee Miller herself was watching, and she was trying to get onto the top of that pyramid. Ballet third is when you stand, like you know, like first. Third is when you take your yeah. right or left foot into the position of sure, the toe. Sure, sure. She was just standing there in like a gorgeous little like little pageant angel. Very into it. Very patch age. Patch age. Very well trained.
1: <laughs> um
0: and I just cannot get over RuPaul just constantly like anytime it's like banger and mash. It's like what? like what? <laughs>
1: we get it. We are a joke to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are British. We understand why you please stop shouting at us.
1: Um so yeah, so then after they match Lawrence as the winner, Rue mentions that it is the been 50 years anniversary of the Gay Liberation Front in the UK, which was formed as an international activist movement for the liberation of queer people yes. after the Stonewall riots the year before. <sighs> That's a big sentence. Um, and then in that vein, yeah. she says That's that familiar. the first runway is going to be British gay icons.
0: Ah, oh, this is what I love about UK Drag Race. That um, Obviously... Through, like, American Drag Race, we talk so much about, like, how vital things have been, like, uh, things like Stonewall have been for, like, the queer liberation movement and stuff. But, like, it's, I don't, I hope RuPaul knows how important it is for, like, people, like, straight people. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Straight people that are watching and for, like, young, for, like, queer youth and stuff, to be putting on BBC, like, British gay icons
1: I wish it had been called Queer Icons. Same,
0: same. same. that was, I have actually written that down.
1: Yeah. Because it's not all about the men, always.
0: But, as you will see in the choices, it it never has been all about the men. No. So.
1: But just a kind of a bit of a bugbear of mine, that the word gay also. Gay! Gay! covers kind of, is people use gay as what they should use queer for. Yeah, 100%. But also as me. Sis head in the corner. Uh, Not going to talk about it too much. (laughs) And um, just before Rue announces that the second category is Queen of Your Hometown, did you notice we'd be groundbreaking? Well, actually, they've done it in season 13 as well. But Rue now says, racers, start your engine and may the best drag queen win.
0: Because
1: trans people and because because
0: nonbinary Life. folk literally <laughs> like grow up <clears throat> look at the actual what's happening in this, we just need to say as well just an, an addendum uh although we are huge fans of drag race we are 100% fans of drag first and growing growing up uh in the east london drag scene like it the drag race does not um at all really mimic what we see in the drag scene and we as I'm sitting here now in front of a legend, icon, star that is a female drag queen, um, and many of the drag performers that we know and love in uh, London and across the world.
1: Shout out Georgie B.
0: Fancy shoes. Oh, <laughs> the fanciest. Our um, female drag queens are we have uh, trans, are non-binary, and that is the sort of drag that we'd like to see reflected in Drag Race. Um, So it is a step, but I don't really feel like we should be celebrating literally just the (laughs) bare minimum.
1: (laughs) Oh, I think any step in the right direction is a good step. And also, just on that note as well, um, Ginny Lemon is actually non-binary. I
0: believe actually maybe Bimini is.
1: But uh, yeah, so we don't want to misgender anyone or anything, but... The fact that they are um, in drag presenting, presenting yeah. yeah, presenting as women, presenting. especially with a name like Jimmy, Ginny Lemon, calling herself the harris of drag, we're going to refer to her in drag as a she, yeah, um,
0: sure. same
1: as us all of them.
0: I really felt like uh in this workroom that uh Cherry Valentine is gonna be giving us the narration. She just seems like straight straight from the jump, she just seems like she's really given us that that narrator edit. She's just like she's there, she's commenting on everyone, and she's she's letting us know what's going on in the workroom. I felt like that was a very, very cute.
1: <laughs> My first thought is fucking damn Daniel, back at it again with Tia being shady.
0: What did she say? Well
1: she was like um, to Veronica, oh look, you've gone from Kylie to Jason Donovan and then um, Veronica like covered up her receding hairline. so I was very confused because yeah Jason is a little bit receding but I don't think of him as like known to be bald or like known to have bad hair. and secondly, um, aren't they all going from Kylie to Jason? Like, isn't that the whole point of <laughs> yeah. them de-dragging? I don't understand why.
0: One of the best things about drag is the transformation. Is feeling like I can feel like an absolute shit pig before, but like mm. as, as long as you feel the fantasy afterwards, it's like, um, yeah, it's like, it's like it's the art of transformation.
1: Well, and that's another thing I was gonna say when I mentioned earlier that maybe Lawrence. I thought it was very sad and very relatable yeah. that. Like, he didn't want to take his makeup off, or they didn't want to take their makeup off, because, like, like, obviously everyone feels gorgeous when they're in drag, and, like, I so
0: get... Not everyone. That is not everyone's... Okay. not everyone Narrative, gets, Gia. That is not my narrative.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, well, speaking for myself, then, like I 100% get that, like... When I'm, like, all up in the gauge, that I feel, like, absolutely gorgeous. And then, like, sometimes it's just, like, it's just a bit depressing to take it off and just be like, oh, I'm just me again. And, um, yeah, Can't I just thought it was really sad to, like, see Lawrence say that. But I just hope that the kind of, like, sisterhood and stuff will help them get through this. I'm I saying thought- them because... This is uh, a drag queen with a male name. <laughs> sure, sure, sure,
0: sure. I I thought that hit hard. rid re- and this is another thing. This is why Drag Race UK is so brilliant because because they do ease up on the the. Comp- I think maybe it's something to do with not having a a, a money prize. Mm. Like they can ease up on the on the competitive aspect of it a bit. But just like from the from the jump, like there is sisterhood. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like straight away, people were like, "I get it." Like that is fucking relatable content. Like sometimes you come out of this fantasy where people are like look at her, like, absolutely gorgeous being. Mm. And then you take it off and you're like, okay, well, like...
1: Oh, and back to little old me yeah, again. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially as well, like, because drag is so performative and you're, like, literally, put, you are putting on an entire new skin, hair, teeth, nails, like, everything, like, the, sometimes when you strip it back, like, that's that's your reality. That's your, like, that, it's so normative. So, like, it just doesn't feel glam in the way that mm. you get to be through drag or something. So I just thought that what was so nice is that there were so many different times in this episode where they just really showed that, like, drag is about sisterhood. And I keep, I want to not say, um, when we say sisterhood, that is not CIS. Like, sis, <laughs> like that, is, that is the global queer family that every queer person belongs to. Not, For sure. Not
1: and, uh, yeah, I think a really good example of that is, like, um, yeah, think of when Gia and Trinity both wanted to be um, Caitlyn Jenna, and it was, like, a whole beef. And this, when you see it's like, oh, like, two people that want to be Naomi Campbell and it actually becomes a talking point for like the whole nation like so much i've seen so much stuff like on the bbc like census and stuff like it is a fucking it's crazy that there aren't more like UK black gay icons. Oh my god, a hundred percent. And the fact that this was turned into like a discussion that then became like a talking point that became like really positive is just so cute for us, rather than it just being fucking bitchy beef as usual.
0: And that's again another point about like British drag race that makes it the the jewel in the <laughs> the jewel in the drag race crown is that like that could have been a real moment for To pit two queens against each Mm -hmm. other. But that was just like a moment where they both came together and, like, they are two. Uh, they are both absolutely fucking gorgeous. It's not like one of them was like, "Oh my god, like, I'm gonna be really embarrassed to be in front of the other." Like pretending, like trying to be a supermodel. It's like no, no they both, both
1: fucking represented Naomi
0: like in an amazing they way. Are, yeah, hundred percent. They are both just like absolutely beautiful. Like be- both two beautiful black men that were just like we're gonna represent our queen in like a way that we feel that is so central to like what we've built our drag on. And it was just like a really gorgeous moment that was about like like you said, like commenting on the lack of like black gay representation that they grew up with. And then to then turn it into, I think it was Asina that was like, do you know what, like... Hopefully, we'll get to be them people, and then, yeah. and then, taste being like, if I could just be, and I was like, bitch, you are already exactly. that person, like, to so, so many people, just from this first episode, like, uh, that I thought that was such a nice moment of the show.
1: And as a sidebar, Side if bar. anyone is listening to this, go and follow UK Black Pride on Instagram and Twitter. That's their handle on both of them. Although, I it is a shame that our fantastic taste was not honourable Dame Shirley
0: Bassey <laughs> I saw so please. much of that on Twitter, people like up in arms being like come on you should have been Shirley Bassey but listen if that I because sh- that would have been a look but she's not a gay icon she, what? Ha- Shirley Bassey? Uh, you, better ba- you better back the fuck I up I refuse you check up from the neck up no, what I mean by that is like Shirley Bassey is a diva. She is that bitch, but she she for me exists in an upper echelon of she I see see black gay icons as like the people that inspired you as you were growing up. And she wasn't present as I was growing up. Do you know what I mean? So like I feel like you can you can so clearly tell by Tase's aesthetic that she has informed her drag persona. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what it was about. More people that have inspired you as like a young person, a young queer person growing up. And mm-hmm. I feel like Shirley Bassey is like. Maybe just a bit outside of that. I don't know, but I did. I did see a lot of that on um
1: on the tweets. A
0: lot of that on the tweets.
1: Um, I thought it was super cute about a horror fangirling on Joe Black because, like, oh my god, I love
0: it when they like know each other from outside and they're like, oh my god, you're like, you've been such a huge. Because yeah. I think
1: it is a like, obviously I yeah I've been out of the burly cabaret scene for a good while now, but like, and you chose to th- you
0: chose to get your boobs done after you left that scene. I know, ridiculous. That, yeah.
1: Uh, you could get a lot more swang on those long dangles. <laughs> on, on the pendulums. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I thought it was, like, such a big deal that Joe Black was in there because it is, like, I guess, yeah, it is a bit more of the vaudeville jinx, monsoony side, but, like, there's rarely any of that shown in Drag Race, and we haven't seen any of it in UK Drag Race yet. And he's, like, such a... Like well-known figurehead yeah, of the presence. scene, yeah. So not,
0: it, not just in drag, but in cabaret, and that's like mm. he's like really straddling so many sort of different like performance uh, performance spheres. Yeah.
1: So mm. that yeah, it was super cute to see a horror, um, fangirling yeah, over I love that, but
0: also she's uh, a girl's girl. You hit that. You hit that shade rattle because oh, I, me. I think a horror is in her young twenties, and for her to for a horror to have been going to the shows when she was a young, why is Miss Shade uh, not before working before she started drag? The muff's ain't muffin, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not added up. I'm sorry. Also, in one of my notes, I've got Bimini Mel C question mark. Just because she was hitting that the fuck Lux, <laughs> that Lux sportswear in her boy in her boy drag. Um, and I just I just am obsessed with it. Um, but we're gonna take a short commercial break now, um, and then after that, we're gonna be heading onto the f- the runway to talk about the looks. Um, so let's take it over to our sponsors. <laughs>
1: Right there, mate. You look like you could do with some help on your barnet. You should come on down to Truffle Pig Wigs. We got long wigs, short wigs, straight wigs, curly wigs, big wigs, small wigs. Anything you want, wigs.
0: That's right. Go to TrufflePigWigs.co.uk and use code Cliffhangers. That's Cliffhangers for fifteen percent off your next order. We here at Truffle Pigs and Cliffhangers uh, really just want to boost the importance of a queer family and what that means to queer people in London and in the world, and we are turning our sights this week to our beloved Queer Pleasure Palace, Dawson Superstore. Now, they need your help. They have started a Patreon, so they're going to need you to head over to their Instagram Um, so that you can join their Patreon and give them a boost, give them the support that they need. It starts for as low as £5 a month, and that's to help support an independently run queer venue during the COVID crisis. Um, You will also get your name on the Dawson Superstore website, Hall of Fame. Now, there is different sort of levels. There's the mimosa, the porn star martini, the Prosecco, going anywhere from £5 to, I believe it's £100. Um, and you will get a shout out on that wall of fame now we all know how important it can be to keep uh, the energy of queer venues alive so please head over to at d superstore that's their Instagram at d superstore for Dawson Superstore's Instagram and go check out their Patreon and go help queer venues in East London alive Welcome back, babies and babies. This is Cliffhangers with Truffle Pig Wigs. So our first introduction to RuPaul. Um can we talk about these rainbow plates? Absolutely. Oh, it's stunning. I wasn't uh,
1: featuring it. You weren't featuring it. <laughs> no. You know what?
0: As a as an upwardly mobile queer male, I uh I just anything rainbow, I'm like Wear it a prize! <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like you could literally be in like a rainbow smock and I'm like, I'm I'm fucking here for it's it. It's a bit on
1: uh Don Lanay. Oh, a b- oh a bit Don Lanay for you. Oui. Oh
0: please. Um sorry, if you could just stop wearing rainbow stuff because it makes the straight people feel uncomfortable.
1: As usual, Michelle looks absolutely fucking gorgeous. I doubt this is uh, his vintage touch doing her hair b- since it's in England, but it still looked absolutely
0: beautiful, I thought. Uh, she just honestly, she ages like a fine Merlot. Think
1: like, of her back in the day with those, just like. Oh my God, the titties like, sitting up by her ears. And, and that, just like those, like,
0: ridiculous, the like. Clack m- necklaces. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> like dumb tops, like, we get it. You've been near gay people. Stop the stealing
1: show. my drag name.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I Um, But yeah, she just looks absent. That was like my first note, just like fucking stunning. Especially.
1: Sorry, this is different, but in season thirteen, with that fucking grey streak, sensational. Mm. Um, love to see Graham. Last always, year, always. I was a, a literal
0: gay icon. Yeah. Uh, and did you know that Graham Norton's ex boyfriend is who? Who? Tina Burner. No. He dated Tina Burner. Really? Yeah. The hot, hot guys. Tina Burner. They They dated for quite a long time. Really? Um, yeah. I know. Very weird. As I live and breathe Elizabeth Hurley. Can you believe? Um, I judge. I didn't
1: know she was going to be so funny. So
0: funny. It's like
1: she had put in Rue's earpiece by mistake because she was (laughs) coming with all the fucking one-liners. Rue ain't saying shit. Yeah. Especially 10 points for, do I make you horny, baby? To say... Ah! just self-reference and and just honestly so meta and the fact that she was like um, well we'll get to that but like standing up for Bimini and stuff like you being too harsh I just absolutely loved her ageing gracefully obviously she's got a bit of the bow but not too much that she looks like a psycho just like absolutely what a British icon
0: very very well placed work on her face absolutely gorgeous and also if I could all uh, ask you to move over to Instagram follow not only Liz Hurley but also follow the her absolutely gorgeous son, who we Ooh! are obsessed with! Oh my God, no wonder she's so into drag, because that the face on that girl, gorgeous. Um, and uh, just an important moment to point out that, although Liz Hurley is absolutely gorgeous, she is a Tory. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, what we're going to do for the runway, we are going to be awarding truffles out of 10. So, that's obviously one truffle if... If the outfit ain't really hitting for us, but 10 truffles, if for some giant leap of mankind, it is really ticking all of our boxes. Just, just because we're truffle pigwigs, just you in case you've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. So for this runway, they have been asked to show two looks. They have been asked to show a British gay icon. And also their hometown look. Now, before we head into the runway, Luke, I want to ask you, what would be your British gay icon?
1: Um, I have thought a lot about this.
0: So.
1: <laughs> and I think I will have to end up on an amalgamation of all five members of Steps. <laughs> 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 okay, okay. I just love them. It'd be cute to maybe, like, divide my body into five vertical sections and do each section a if different you could only member in one, a different video. If you could only
0: pick one Steps member, though, who would you be? And why is it Faye Because uh, of the dreads. You know it's the dreads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> remember, it was, that that I actually,
0: remember that actually Faye follows us on Instagram. So. She
1: does. She does. Uh, oh, um, yeah. And what about you, Barnet?
0: As mentioned before with Luki, like they said UK gay icons, which I think actually is like kind of a bit gross to say. Um and I wish there had been queer icons because that just opens up it just completely opens up the perspective of like who they're talking about. But I feel like maybe the two queer icons, unfortunately who are both gay white men, for me, um, that I think of immediately are George Michael and Boy
1: George. Oh, George! I didn't even think of a uh,
0: Astolatolopolopolis. Again, I'm here for I'm I'm here for the drags. Like, obviously, Boy George is in full high haul drag at all times. Oh, I'd love
1: to see you in like a real like 2000s like wrap around clear shades, shaved <laughs> head George, like <laughs> crashing into fucking Specsavers. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or was it Snappy Snap? Oh, Snappy
1: Snap! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Something alliterational. Rest, rest in peace, our angel. Honestly, I'd give you blonde updo. I'd give you black sunglasses. I'd give you a bottle of Stolly and a cigarette, and I'd give you the most fantastic <laughs> patsy that you'd ever seen. Because if that ain't a gay icon, then I, then I ain't a faggotini. I can't tell you nothing. Let me ask, what would be your hometown look? We are both London girls. What would be, what would you be from with? my hometown?
1: Okay, well, my first, first, first thing is because I'm a Grove gal. That's Labrick Grove if you don't know. So, if you're not aware, we have the Notting Hill Carnival there every year, which <laughs> is a celebration of West Indian culture. But as a white woman, that may be a un poco apropotivo. So then my second idea was some kind of fucking fuck the establishment Guy Fawkes fantasy and like big hat, big it, coat, it, boots up to my fucking puss. And then maybe some kind of like, um, you know, like the Paris Hilton teeny tiny dress. Imagine that with kind of like LEDs of like fireworks on them or <laughs> something, like pyro coming out of me. Yeah, I want to be like Guy Fawkes burning down the Houses of Parliament. Fuck you, Boris. Fantasy.
0: For my hometown look, I would definitely go like straight up eighties Camden Punk. I'd want to be giving you sort of Susie Sue. I'd want to be giving you the slits, um, like just like down the lock. The only thing when I was thinking about this though is I was like costume me but whatever fucking Uh, as we have seen that uh, these Americans really will tell you about what British culture is. So (laughs) as that is to be seen. Um, So let's start with the first one and the first one on the runway giving you gay icon is Joe Black.
1: And he's giving you Monsieur David Bowie R.I.P.
0: How did you feel about this?
1: Ah. I'm, I'm not like a Bowie stan, like mm. most people seem to be. Um, I thought the face was gorge. Yeah, I really enjoyed the colour of the hair, the colour of the suit, the contrast of them together. But I was not featuring the maxi skirt suit. And I agreed that it's... The colours are Bowie palette, but it's not like instant Bowie.
0: The thing is, like to anyone, to literally anyone, I don't know whether... It was Michelle that really went hard on this critique. Like, to anyone that literally knows anything about Bowie, that is, like, such a... This is why Twitter went fucking mental afterwards. Like, it's such a clear Bowie reference. That's like...
1: Yeah, but they're, like... like He didn't have finger waves, though, did he? I know, but that's, like... Like, it's orange hair and a blue suit, but, like,
0: that's the uh, extent of the... That's what we were talking about earlier. Like, she was seeing the runway through the guise of Joe Black. She was giving you floor length because she wasn't going to come in in a suit because that's not her fantasy. Yeah. Like. And so for me, like watching that, I was like, this is mental. Like, how are you going to stand in front of someone and say that doesn't read Bowie? Like, like what does he need to do? Put a fucking gold f- circle on his forehead. Like, he is giving you... We could Joe- have given
1: you the hairstyle and then gone different with the clothes or something, I don't know. I
0: I, I do understand what people are saying because it wasn't it, it wasn't, like, vulgar. It wasn't, like... I am in a David Bowie It wasn't impersonation. No, it wasn't impersonation, but the, then, like, where's the where's the uh, safe spot? Because then they would have been, like, You're, it's costuming. Yeah. So, I, that was,
1: um... I made I was, truffles. I, 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 gave,
0: <laughs> I, gave I gave it six. I gave it six. I gave it six. Just because, e- regardless of, like, we have been, like, sort of, like, saying about how much of it was a reference to David Bowie. Actually, I wasn't that crazy about it, just as it look. Like I just wasn't.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed the color story, but that was kind of it.
0: Okay, and next up we had Astina Mandela, and they were serving on the runway. Naomi Campbell. What were your thoughts?
1: So what I've written down is when she turned the corner, just gorgeous, very soft, very natural, very human. Although for her, both her and taste, like neither of them is like what I think of if I think of like. Naomi Campbell, like I would have gone Vivian Westwood falling over on the giant shoes or I would have gone just like hair down to my feet legs up to my forehead and just like fucking mini dress, like but just I, giving you legs and hair, like I I, 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 I recognise the reference it was but it didn't scream Naomi to me, it just looked like a gorgeous woman
0: I get that but I feel like unfortunately with the choice, uh, the first thing that I thought when they both said that they were going for Naomi is that Naomi does not have a referenceable look she's a model she is a literal her job is to wear clothes so I think that even though that that was the only thing that I could have the only one that I like really went to was the Vivian Westwood plaid Mm. but I don't even know whether people that's a that's first that's so specific that she it's like a cultural moment but she would have had to get like in order to make that work she would have had to get the shoes to make it work. No, you could have just,
1: like, just got, like, any platform shoe, been dressed in tartan and just sold yeah. the fantasy. But
0: that is the only... But then you're also saying that as someone that has, like, a knowledge of 90s runway moments. Like, that's not... I actually met her in the
1: 90s when I was a child and she was very, very nice to me. I met
0: her in the 2010s. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she, like, that, that's someone that is, like, actually... That, that's a moment for you that you understand, but I don't actually think that that's, like, culturally that known. Really? No, that dress from the Pia Paolo Valentino show is couture. Mm. Like that is thousands of pounds of have Like, So who is buying, who can have access to that? And I thought actually it's a really fucking smart choice to A, the hair back in a ponytail, very simple, very chic, very elegant. And you can really just be getting like a sort of 40 inch synthetic and throwing that back.
1: And she really embodied just like...
0: The elegance, the grace. And I gave her eight out of 10. I'd give her a seven. Okay. And then we head on to <laughs> Ginny Lemon. I just, my first note is just me- this mental.
1: I wrote, great person to do. Very much enjoyed the presentation. Like, Kate Bush is fucking iconic. And just like that level of just like nutty could only yeah, be embodied 100%. by Ginny. Um,
0: and I saw someone put on Twitter that it was Kate Kate Bush via the League of Gentlemen. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Absolutely, Um, but one thing I would say is that regardless of I liked I liked the concept of it, but I felt like the attention to detail in the in the actual outfit.
1: I felt like it was yeah, just the essence of Kate Bush. And I know you're not meant to do this, but I am probably not by choice, but just not going to hold her to such a higher standard with the clothing. (laughs) Because I know she's not about that, so for me that was just like, "Yep, you're giving me Kate Bush. You're embodying her like spirit, and I'm at peace with that."
0: I think for me, I would just like to see like more of like an elevated version of Kate Bush. Like I know that like maybe elevation is not where Ginny Lemon has come for Drag Race. I don't know if all. that's
1: where Kate Bush is coming from.
0: No, I know, I know, but like what I don't want to see is. Um I don't want to see an imitation of Kate Bush. Like, if your drag aesthetic is heightened, is hyperbolic, is cartoonish, mm. then I would have quite liked to see a cartoonish version of Kate Bush. And I would have liked to see like a huge teased out wig. I would have liked to see like I don't know. I just wanted to see I think an like ele- more crazy. Yeah, yeah, like an elevated version of Kate Bush. She. Did all right, all right, all
1: right. Emily Truffles.
0: I went five.
1: Oh, God. I give her another. I give her a cheeky six. I think I'm voting very modestly so far. Tia Coffee,
0: Alan Turing. The first thing that I thought with Tia Coffee when she said that she was doing Alan Turing, even though it is a very strange choice for a queen on the main stage, um, I thought that I was so glad that for for the young girls that might be joining us uh, for Drag Race, it's it's a real chance to spotlight like a queer icon. I gave Tia Coffee for the ill-fitting suit and wig. I gave them a six.
1: <laughs> well, my notes were. I got what she did, just not really into the ensembles, a bit on the nose with, like, the rainbow binary code in a man suit. I thought
0: that's a pride outfit that's been recycled.
1: I think it would have been even just to add, like, a 40s element or just, like, just something else just to make it not just you in a rainbow wig and a rainbow suit.
0: Rainbow wig and a rainbow suit? I don't
1: think. I don't think. Um, Yeah, just thought a bit on the nose, but... Like, shout out to, like, just going beyond the fluff of gay icons.
0: Next to the stage, we have Her Royal Highness Bimini Lash. And representing HRH Princess Julia. Ah! Oh, my God. Can I just say, I actually screamed out loud because, like, where... Listen, if you're maybe from outside of East London, maybe Clapham perhaps... Ah! Like, there are certain people within history that are literal gay icons. And to be immortalised on a a hetero BBC stage like that, that someone like Princess Julia, the big PJ, like, she deserves it. And I screamed and I Mm. I just, it was just... Oh, my God, I was so
1: happy. Oh, and we know that she's good friends with Bimini. And I just think it's, like, the the sweetest, like, heartfelt dedication to your friend and, like, Who is a literal gay icon as Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It's just, like, I think the whole thing is just so adorable. And it's, like, it, like, really warmed my heart for both of them. I thought it was so sweet. and hundred percent. I thought she looked absolutely sick. Another weekday wigs for a second. Uh, I thought it was one of ours. And I was that like, oh, wig. no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that wig, as soon as I saw her, I was like, damn, bitch. Yes, like. bitch. And I need to know as well, in fact, maybe then maybe this is something that we message right now. I need to know, was she wearing Archive Westwood, do we think?
1: No, she uh, sourced, I saw on her Instagram, she sourced the fabric herself and she almost didn't do it because she couldn't, I think she couldn't get the right the right tartan or she ordered it and then they ran yeah, out yeah, or something. Yeah. Oh, and then she was like, oh, maybe I should have done something else, but fuck it, I love this look. So I just did the best I could.
0: But that sort of the, the draping of it, like it just, I just thought she looked Fan fucking tastic, and it was again. It didn't feel costumey. She looked. She just looked like she looked like a gay icon. She looked like.
1: I just wrote. She looked fucking sexy, and she did, at more. And than when anything, Liz was, was like,
0: fucking I fucking I find her. I find her very sexy. It was like, why are you surprised? Isn't this it? is Bimini. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for that, I gave six truffles out of ten. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah, I'll give like a sev's maybe. Sev's, okay, okay, okay. And yeah, um, then safe. we're heading
0: on to it's our girl. It's Cherry, Cherry, ex- Cherry, ex- Cherry, ex- Cherry, Cherry. So I feel like was I. I thought this was very clever. I thought that maybe Freddie Mercury might be someone that people um, that might be an, might be a bit overdone. He's like obviously one of the biggest mm. um, like queer icons ever. But I thought that they to do the gender bending Freddie Mercury. I just thought I just thought it was clever. Just all oh, the whole the whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, oh um, I just thought the whole uh, execution of it was was fantastic. Apart from. Can I tell you, uh, Cherry Valentine's in a saboteur? Go on. That white bit of elastic round her waist in the shorts. Oh, I didn't even clock. Oh my god! It, yeah, so her like her shorts or dress or whatever that was had like an elasticated waistband and it had a cord in it. No. And I thought Cherry Valentine, take it <laughs> out,
1: take it uh, out. Because me and um, neither me and Barney are Queen fans or stands in any way, really. So I, I kinda of...
0: sorry, but please don't speak for me. I am a Freddie Mercury fan though.
1: I didn't say you weren't. I said, we're not Queen fans, so please don't interrupt me. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, my notes for this, I thought we would be maybe opposing, but I just literally wrote, perfect, classic, well done, face
0: beat. Uh, Can I say, I don't want want the vagina to froth too much, but... It's frothing, you can't (laughs) stop the froth, (laughs) can't stop the froth. But, have you noticed how much, yeah, how much Cherry Valentine is giving Miss Cracker? No. Oh my god. Now that you've now that I've said it and you will see it, it's mental. Even in drag, that like the angles of her face, like at some points it could be, Miss Cracker. Really?
1: I'm in anything I'm getting Raven just from that that Raven the fucking cheeks on the bitch.
0: Oh, I just thought and do you know what? One of my first things I wrote was enigmatic. Wow. She's like she and also do you know what I love about her? Um she not only is she a girls girl, she's a drag fan. She is, you can tell straight up that like not only from her references and also the way that she interacts with the other girls, she is a fan of drag.
1: I just fucking love her. I want to be friends with her. I haven't had a Darlington friend yet. I feel what like the I accent beg. would look good in me crew.
0: Okay, let's head on to Veronica Green, who took on Boy George.
1: So yeah, literally at this point, I was like is no one going to do boy fucking George? And then she came out, and then I was like, do you know what? That's a really, 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 really good fancy dress of boy George. But yeah. I think for Drag Race main stage, I'd like to see a feminised fantasy of it rather oh, than just a straight-up yeah. boy George. Yeah. I wish I... it was more than, uh, yeah, I wish it was a drag Oh, sorry, hang on one second.
0: Cherry Valentine, how many travels out of ten? Ah! Uh, like eight. I went seven. Okay. Seven. Sorry. Are you just making these up on the fly? Yeah. Did you not write it down? Oh, I've given. Oh, I've written it down. Some of us have done our homework, bitch. Please, I've read nine pages of notes. Don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> Boy George, I thought. Uh, do you know what? I actually thought. Uh, I get your point about the fancy dress, but I think actually the fashion was quite great on it. I think that. Yeah, it was in, like a spot-on yeah, impersonation. In terms, the, in terms of the detail of um, that sort of like. Not even early romantics, but that sort of, like, early iteration. That was such a unique look mm. at the time. Do and you I really want to hurt me? Yeah, and I think that actually, like, she she really... Although, one thing I would say is that... Oh, it, go on, I dare you. It did kind of blur the boundaries of different sort of, like, eras of George. But that's really none of my, none of my business. Um, I thought it was a good, but I... Do you know what? Watching... This is why I changed who I would do afterwards. Watching Veronica Green do boy george and do what i thought was a detailed and nuanced approach then i was like do you know actually boy george is i don't i wouldn't want to do boy george cuz i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to get that reaction of that it's just like not hitting how i'd want it to um,
1: and i don't know how we're ever going to find out if they're telling
0: the truth about the shoes or not but also my main point was Wear more makeup. <laughs> <laughs> like I th- I really thought the beat was very pared down. Yeah, to be a boy dressed like up. But dress that's stock. what I
1: mean. It's like yeah, it's like a boy, a boy dressing up. Yeah. Like, let's see a girl.
0: Yeah. So um, I went for five truffles for that. Uh, I
1: give her a, like a six point five because wow, like the okay. attention to detail was there, but there just wasn't the um, glamour slash sex appeal
0: for me. Okay. Then we head on to the high whore herself. It's a horror. Now, Hora went for Vivian Westwood, which I thought was a inspired... Inspired. Inspired. Formidable. Intelligent. And just fucking great choice. Now, if you're someone who... um, I believe that when she entered, she said that she is a fashion queen from the London scene. Um, actually, she said from the northern scene, but I feel like her usual tagline is from the London scene, but maybe because she'd said that she was a northern queen that she had to go with that. But I feel like if you're going to say that you're a fashion girl, like your reference, or like all, she so clearly does not need to swing her bollocks around about being a fashion queen. Like <gasps> you wow, see. we're really
1: calling her out for having bollocks.
0: I, I, believe, I, believe, I believe she's got a hefty set. There, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think many people can come with her, come for her to to be honest about the fashion references. Um, so I'm really glad that she picked someone that was an iconic fashion figure. And for me personally, there is no more iconic fashion.
1: There is designer. no other. Yeah, yeah I just wrote that. Like, yeah, she fucking she just did this justice. Um, I saw on the Insta comments that someone was trying to come for her, being like, Vivian would never wear that makeup. And then Ahura was literally like, why don't you check out the this year show of this season and tell me nothing? So it's like, you can't tell her shit. Like, she's done it for a reason, because she knows what the fuck she's talking about. Like, as if you'd come for her in any way. Like, yeah, she... Absolutely killed the fucking Vivian Westwood.
0: That is, that is literally so fucking dumb. First of all, like now Isamaya French works with Westwood and all of the beauty looks that she gives her are like the classic sort of like Isamaya, like out of the box. Like it's not like it's not like Westwood is ever ever serving smoky influencer soft glam. like notes. No, but they
1: were saying like for actual Vivian rather than the models. And then she was saying, how dare you Vivian literally came out at the end was, of this show like this. I so was literally
0: going to say, like she has literally worn like David Hoyle artwork like on her face. Like the one th- takeaway that I would say from any Westwood show is that they use experimental makeup, which is why they're now working with Ismael. Like mm. that's such weak dick comment. Do to not me. come for me. Back exactly. to Kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> when I looked at her as a vision, because she was a fucking vision. There was so long. So tall. So many elements of what builds the viv- the Westwood brand. This is an intelligent queen that understands fashion, and so
1: yeah, literally just like one sentence smashed it. Yeah. Although Vivian Westwood and babysat my friend Sandy a couple of times, and she said she was a fucking bitch. So of course, who
0: fuck like- that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> who likes their fucking babysitter? Come <laughs> on. And I gave horror. I gave her nine truffles out of ten.
1: Yeah, I'd probably give her a nine.
0: Okay, now we move on to Sister
1: Sister. I thought I've spent my whole life thinking Dusty Springfield was American. I didn't. Oh. I didn't know she was a UK icon. And I feel godsmacked by that. I've been listening to Dusty all of today, actually, because she's been in my head. And I'm so glad she's Do you feel English. like you
0: just don't know what to do with yourself?
1: Um, and then my second thing, I saw on sister, sister's Instagram that Dusty uh, refused to play for segregated audiences.
0: She refused to play for segregated audiences. That is yeah. fucking fantastic. Sick. Congrats. Yes. Congrats, Dusty. Hold up, hold up.
1: You're welcome, Dusty.
0: And that was in the 60s when I imagined that a lot of your co-performers were still a piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. fucking Yeah, and I just thought that, like, first of all, that's obviously, like, such an elevated, dragged-up version of her hair. Like, she looked sensational. Abso- absolutely fucking beautiful. Like, I wouldn't say she's, like, painting to look like hair. There's no sort of, like, Alexis Stone transformation. Yeah, no, like, illusion. Yeah, but. I just thought that she looked absolutely fantastic, and uh, it, I just knew that going down the route of being like a of hitting some realism for the gals just probably wasn't going to hit that.
1: I think I'm crushing a bit hard on Sister Sister. To oh, be please honest.
0: crush away! I think <gasps> I, 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 how many shuffles was Sister Sister? Seven. I gave seven too. <laughs> okay, let's head on to Ellie Damon. Ellie Damon. And now I've always said that if I ever apply for Drag Race, that Lily Savage would probably be my. Um, Snatch. My, my snatch. El Snatchio. Um, just because, obviously, a literal one of the greatest <laughs> gay icons ever. Um, and how did you feel about her Lily Savage?
1: Well, I feel like literally Michelle hit it on the nose. It's like Lily Savage fucking wishes. Like, it's <laughs> not her fault that she's so gorgeous, but like Lily is a hard faced. Tacky dress, bitch. Like, yeah, I'd like to good. see a lot of a trashier outfit, like pussy pelmet skirt, ninety-seven percent harder face. Yeah, but again, like, it's not Ellie Diamond's fault that she paints like a fucking goddess.
0: That's what I was gonna and say. And it's such like, a
1: great choice. One
0: thing that I absolutely fucking love is when you see a gorgeous gal, gorgeous queen, paint gross. Yeah. And I really think that this was her choice. It's like, like
1: when the Vivian did the Queen in that first oh! episode, and it was just like,
0: "Oh bitch, you don't yeah. give a fuck." Yeah, like, yeah, like actually, when she came out, like the it was the gasp heard around the world. Yeah, like, Don't and make she, me
1: say strawberry shortcake, cutie pie, <laughs> angel, goddess again. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I would have loved it if that she'd taken this chance to really like weather her face and yeah. just give you like Lily Savage battered drag that That's, fucking hard face. They're marionette lines, like <laughs> literally, like that nose. I would have loved for her to go into to a tiny, uh, like sateen pink miniskirt. skirt, with ratty a, old
1: fishnets. Yeah,
0: like I would, I want to see Lily Savage via the medium of Cat Slater. Like, yeah, literally, like,
1: stand the work in men's club. Yeah, like
0: piled into a little dress. Yeah. Like, and I would. Just do we
1: need to do a Lily Savage fantasy? <laughs> I think I think it, so. I think maybe we will
0: start doing a Lily Savage <laughs> podcast. We're clearly obsessed. Um, but yeah, I would have loved. I would have loved for her. It to just been a bit more, a bit more gross. Yeah. Like, it just felt too polished yeah. for me personally. But I did give her a seven, and I am a obviously a lifelong. I'll give her a seven as well. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> okay, we move on to taste the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Okay, now I feel like we might have slightly contrasting uh, opinions on this. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. All right, go on then. I I have a stinking suspicion that you didn't go crazy for it.
1: I didn't go crazy for it. Um, I thought, as much as I'm obsessed with taste, I thought she just literally looked like Taste stomping down the runway
0: in a 50-inch wig. But at what point did they ask for... An illusion of the person.
1: I don't know, but just like, still, like, even like the outfit she w- wore didn't scream Naomi to me. I just wish that someone had like brought a fucking toy phone and just dashed it at RuPaul's yeah, yeah, yeah. face. Although I'm just, glad they
0: didn't because they both they made a joke about the phone on both of them.
1: Yeah, but that's probably someone. if they had the phone, they wouldn't have yeah, made yeah, the yeah. joke. But yeah, like obviously, like can't fault the bitch. She looked gorgeous. The outfit was right, but to me, it and just the it wasn't was
0: right. That's what that's that was my main takeaway. Like when she was coming down that runway, she was really giving you the confidence and elegance and sexiness of Naomi Campbell. I
1: just saw taste, to be honest. But then, um, with Astina, I saw, I felt more of the Naomi vibe. Um, I really, really don't want to say anything bad about taste because I thought she looked sensational. But I just felt like it was just taste giving me a taste runway.
0: But um, here's my two pence to offer you: how much of what you see and view as taste, how much of that is so close to Naomi that you can't separate it? Because that's what I felt. When I, I'm not saying she imitates Naomi at all, but what I'm saying is the elements that you have, yeah. the, the elements that you have, that you associate with Naomi is also what you associate with taste.
1: Yeah, I'm obsessed with taste, but she—I wasn't feeling Naomi from here. I was just feeling taste, and I guess that's just like. 10 points to Taste's brand for being so on point because I was just like yeah. that's just classic taste.
0: I gave Taste I gave Tace a 9. 9 truffles out of 10 for this. I just thought it was I'll
1: give her a 7.5. <sighs> I just Not to do with how she... if it was to do with how she looked probably higher but for the Naomi Campbell link I'll give her a 7.5. But
0: what I loved about this is that she I don't I don't want to see any of the queens. This is what I didn't like about uh our Sweet Angel Veronica Green. I don't want to see any of the queens dressed up as someone. That was my drag through the medium of Naomi Campbell. Yeah, that's what I sort of taste. That's why it was a nine, maybe a nine point
1: five. Woo-hoo-hoo! now back to the runway, queen of your hometown.
0: Back to Miss Joe Black, Josephine Noir. Uh,
1: Josephine. <laughs> so this is Brighton. The Brighton Pavilion to me looks like. Aladdin's Palace of Agrabah it's given me very Middle Eastern almost Indian vibes and it's definitely white it's
0: yellow the entire pa- uh, Google
1: yeah. it I want to see a picture the entire of pavilion it. is yellow I've literally literally it's, yeah it's white the it looks like a it looks like a Taj Mahal um, but I thought like when she was like all I need now is seagulls shitting on me I was like oh Joe, like, imagine if just having, like, a fucking seagull on the wire with a bit of white shit on your shoulder. That would have been like, so bright and, and so won it. Also, screaming at Liz Hurley coming for him with his uh, historical accuracy. Oh, my God. She you sound like my uncle. Like, mm, actually, that's a bit more muslin breast heaving, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is there is one thing to be said about the judging panel where they just have the fucking audacity. I can't remember what she said. But she was,
1: said you're dressed more like more Elizabethan, Elizabethan with the ruff, and it's actually more of a Regency period, which is like muslin dresses and heaving bosoms rather than like a high neck. <laughs> So I get what everyone's saying. Like, yeah, it was like a my, wow. It was like a wow, show sort of showstopper, shiny gold I, outfit. But I it wasn't Brighton. Well. I'd like to see the more trashy seagulls. seagull <laughs> shit, like Bring arcade arcade crackhead side of Brighton. To be honest,
0: yeah, aren't you the, are the I arcade? I guess so. Um, my just one comment was, you're gonna steam your outfit.
1: Oh, I didn't even notice that. I ain't lying.
0: eye in It did need to steam. Um, let's head over to Miss Stina Mandela. So I wrote down that get the vibe, love the vibe. Obviously,
1: even though like, she, she's pre-warned us that her vibe is more real girl low-key, but for me... I want to be wowed, and a real girl low-key isn't really wowing me. It's not, like, a sensation. Like, I thought she looked sick, and I got it, but it wasn't one of my faves.
0: Do you know what? I thought that I completely get where she's coming from, obviously. Like, we, we know those girls. I, li- I liked the coat. I'd like to have seen the energy of the coat brought into the rest of the outfit. So, can I just say I was absolutely obsessed with this silhouette now. That's, I,
1: yes, I wrote congrats on the silhouette on my me I mean, notes. and
0: Veronica Green makes everything she wears so this entire construction has been done by her. Oh, she does? Yes. Wow. And I, I believe her hair is vanity. I believe she's a, for the Australian, for the Australian queens out there, I believe she's doing wigs by vanity. Oh, I'd love a wig by vanity. Oh, can we, maybe one day we'll get a into mixie. a conversation about the mixes? <laughs> if you are a drag Queen that cares about looking like Karen Walker of Will and Grace fame, <laughs> you need to get into the world of Mitzi's but that's another conversation for another time. Sorry, continue.
1: Um, yeah, I just wished it was a, a slight bit more conceptual, and I just wish that maybe like Veronica's like gloves had like thorns on them, or there were like layers to her dress that she could just re- a bit more something else, sure, a, a bit, bit more, more rosy than just like
0: I didn't know that Lancashire Rose was a thing.
1: Oh, well, it's definitely a thing. I
0: didn't know. To create that c- sort of cloche silhouette with...
1: Yeah, it was wild. It's like that, 50 like metres between the waist yeah. and the hem. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 absolutely. I just really thought that was like a fantastic look. Um, and I gave her a seven truffles out of ten. I'll
1: give her a seven, yeah. It was it was nice enough, but it it could have been so much cooler if
0: she had just really 100%. like leaned into it a bit more. 100%. So our next girl is is our baby, Isahora. Nottingham Shear. When she said, "What's so special about my hometown?" Me. I was like, ah! <laughs> yes, congrats, bitch. Although I was
1: really seeing more of a Peter Pan, but it's because there's a little hat, little green hat, makes me think Pietro Pan.
0: It was just very, very gorgeous, to see her in a little bus driver. First of all, ah! she's always giving you that, cat. and she's always just giving you that fucking high glam. So, to see her in a little bus driver. I'd like a- to see myself in a bus driver, pussycat. I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to see it about. <laughs> I just feel like she is really like again. Ugh, I don't mean to blow any more smoke up this bitch's ass, but like she was really. She took. A she look,
1: charges for that, I believe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she took a look. She took a look and just gave it like a really fucking clear fashion direction. And I didn't feel like, even though it could have so easily been so costumey, like that's so, come on, like she's basically in a fancy dress costume. I
1: am not mad at a costumey costume though.
0: But the cut of it, everything. Like the way it was sculpted to her fine physique. Like that was, it was just, again, I'm going to have to just, every time she comes on, I'm just going to say it. it was so smartly done and I just loved it.
1: She was gorgeous. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, all I, I saw F. was Peter Pan, so I'll, I'll him, give eight, a bitch at eight.
0: Eight truffles <laughs> out of ten. Yeah, um, and then we head smoothly on to Sister Sister.
1: Sister. Sister.
0: Absolutely. I-
1: there's absolutely no way in hell IMO that they should have been in the bottom that was like pure just fucking Liverpool girl living a life out Liverpool. on the town like Michelle said she should have worn slippers like I could see some, like, some little pink Uggs on the bottom but I feel like if she had worn Uggs maybe she had got red for it, not wearing slippers so seeing her with those like crying eyes I thought she just looked absolutely beautiful like I always Please, see, like, beauty in the horrible.
0: What really jarred me is that, like, clearly a Liverpool queen has such, like, a personal perspective on what the Liverpool girls are like. And I was just like, why is literally anyone on this panel going, like... I get that if you're like, do you know what, like, I didn't get it. Or, like, it didn't read well or whatever. But they were, like, questioning her over what was a Liverpool like, queen. Like, she's from Liverpool. Yeah, I was like, why are you... Like, that was, for me, just, like, it was very eggy. Obviously, we'll get to people being eliminated, but like it was very eggy that they were even going for that. Was, so I went eight out of eight truffles out yeah, of ten. Yeah, eight out Absolutely
1: of ten. Loved it. 100%. Literally. And just like
0: the whole narrative, the rollers, everything. Ellie Diamond, who is giving you the Dennis the Menace latex fantasy. Dundee
1: in its finest. Yeah. Thoughts? My first note was Betty Page sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, any kind of black haired fetish sexy woman is 50 out of 10 for me so I was like all over this shit again remember, we, got, we got the peekaboo puss
0: peekaboo again puss, but that's remember, two also, now she made this I did give her an 8 out of 10 because I just thought it yeah great. I give her an 8.5 and then uh, the final the finale <laughs> Isma's taste she came on 2D and then she turned around and when I saw that she was hitting it with that softer beat without like it was so much less um not like she's not a severe painter at all, but like when she was hitting us with that softer beat, that was like I think it was maybe like without the liquid eyeliner and like a heavier lash. I look, boy or girl, take <laughs> fuck me. me. <laughs> take me on the
1: board, like. Well, yeah. So I've seen that. So um, her outfit was inspired by when the blondes did their Disney villain yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. which
0: is which is like really fucking great reference.
1: Absolutely sick for, uh, and I actually sick reference saw that. Taste.
0: And did you also watch it and just be like, bang, London <laughs> straight away? I was like. (laughs)
1: And then the hair was um, inspired by Maleficent and also another wig chapel. If I was going to wish anything, I would wish that perhaps the hair was in the same red as a dragon and that maybe smoke
0: or glitter or something. <laughs> this is the perfect example of what we're talking about, holding queens <laughs> to an unfair standard. We've literally been like, congratulations. You you wore, you wore cloth- a dress. Yeah, you wore clodhoppers <laughs> on the main stage and now... Now, Luke, like, you are so beautiful that for the next week, I'm going to need you to bring pyrotechnics <laughs> to the stage. Like, listen, but I'm, honestly, like, I just want to I just want to say first and foremost that I I gave Taste a 10 out of 10. 10 uh, I think for both of us, that's going to be a. Mm, that's a 10. It was hitting. Every single G-spot I didn't know I had. Ooh, okay, so let's move on to the judges' chit-chatter.
1: Bear in mind, we've just seen 36 fucking looks throughout this episode. 70 So looks. if you can't keep up, I don't blame
0: you because I barely can and I've got notes. Uh, the thing that I love when I watch a queen um, on the main stage is that if they receive critique feeling like they're on a level with the judges. One thing I absolutely loved about Bimini is she didn't seem to give a shit about the critique. (laughs) She was like, hi, babe. Hi, babe. And that's, again, that's queen shit right there. Like, She didn't... She just needs to be intimidated by
1: Michelle and RuPaul. It
0: was like, I'm standing here in a fucking look. It is a fully, fully crafted vision. And like, what? You're you're giving me finger waves. Come on. My Uh, favourite
1: part of the critique is the fact that Michelle knows the term... Pum Pum Shorts <laughs> Which if you don't know Basically translates as Pussy Pussy Shorts And the fact that Michelle knows that Is fucking wild
0: I absolutely loved the close up On Lawrence Cheney's nose contour If you didn't see that I did not notice. The swordfish of season 2 It was literally <laughs> mental So then we head backstage To find out what the girls are feeling Uh And in this, in this Very sh- cute in this very cute and short, untucked moment, um, can I just first mention... Please. Crunchy, munchy, thirsty, Kirsty. <laughs> Crunchy,
1: munchy, thirsty, Kirsty Crunchy, thirsty. munchy,
0: thirsty, Kirsten. Well, yes, yeah, so a said what we
1: were all thinking, which was that Tia's entrance wigs was a little bit thirsty. But, to be fair, I think Tia kind of swung it back round when she was like, um... It's actually a cultural frizzy moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, all oh, right, oh bitch, all right, bitch.
0: When Ginny said, I think you're scared of Astina because of her talent, I was like, damn, bitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she was like, what? well, you she looks are. good and
0: you're worried because she's pure talent. It's like, oh. Exactly. It's like, not only is she beautiful, She's also fucking talented. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> what was really mental to me is that, like, jo- I could see that, like, Joe Black just, like, did not know how to take it. And that's what's, that's what's so strange about these structures of TV is that Joe Black is a legend in mm. the UK. Like, Hunt that, hands
1: down. That's
0: it. Irregardless of, like, sort of celebrity visibility, we're talking, he is one, he's in the upper echelon of like UK drag queens, we're talking Jodie Harsh, we're talking like people that have been around for such a long time, no no shade to Jodie. Ah,
1: you um, are young and
0: you are gorgeous. <laughs> you are gorgeous. He has cemented himself in the Mount Rushmore of drag icons for the UK. Like, I think that he obviously has so much to show on Drag Race that it was just really mind-blowing to him to get on there and to be to critiqued so hard and so unfairly at the very beginning. And I don't I th- think unfairly. You don't think unfairly? No. I think that... I don't think
1: he was showing Brighton.
0: First of all, it's very subjective how you show Brighton com- compared to the fact that the, the judges probably haven't been to any of the places... That they Apart from about. London and Brighton, yeah. yeah. But the taste level and expertise, everything that they brought. Yeah,
1: he's bringing you drag. prime no. time drag. Uh,
0: I don't know whether they exclusively work with Dan Chapman, but the wigs that they brought to that main stage. Let me tell you, finger waves are not easy to do. And them gorgeous, gorgeous vintage styles that Joe Black brings are not cheap, they're not easy. And I just think that joe black brings such a high quality of drag to the runway agreed yeah and so i think that it just it it shook her as it shook all of us like just look at twitter just look at instagram anything like it shook literally everyone that was watching because she people viewed her as a front runner like as we did and it was it was it was confusing Shocking. Um, joe black sashay away
1: So So yeah, Joe Black is out. Bimini's in. And Astina is the top bitch of the week.
0: How do you feel? Um, I feel really fucking good about it. I feel like, first of all, I think what's really interesting about Astina is that actually she is giving you like modern pop performer. So she's not giving you... As she walked in, like, she's not giving you high glam drag. And I think that people so often want to see from their winner, they want to see someone that walks in and they are giving you visuals. And that's not what Stina is giving you. She is a fully rounded performer that is giving you dancing, singing. She's giving you beauty. She's giving you makeup. She's giving you... But, like, she is absolutely representative of, like, a fully rounded performer. So I think the first winner might not have tied in with everyone's idea of what their front runner is going to be because so many people are so married to the idea of it being very, very visual. Yeah. Because dra- they associate being, a, like, a very visual. And obviously that's not to take away from the fact that Estina is absolutely fucking gorgeous, but she's not giving you, like, super fucking painted drag. Okay, so let's talk about the season three dream cars.
1: My first Dreamcast clientele would be It's Starla. She is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I've tried to copy her beat many, many times. She's in a Horace family house, um, and she's just... An absolute beauty and love to see it, honeys. Love to see it. What about you, Barney?
0: Oh, and my dream cast of uh, season three is obviously Prince Chio. Oh, uh, he's a Mr. Gay England finalist 2021. Also, Sexual Freedoms Awards uh, Performer of the (laughs) Year. I'd love to see Chio. Obviously, uh, Drag Kings are very needed for season three, so I'd love to see Chio on Drag Race. What
1: was your rose and thorn of the week?
0: Ooh! Definitely my rose was... Uh, Bimini doing Princess Julia, I just think that it's so incredible for her to be immortalised in the world of Drag Race as a gay icon because she fucking is. And that was just really heartwarming for me to see uh, such an incredible queer icon really uh, put out there by Bimini. So that was mine.
1: I think my rose was just like all the entrances like yeah. like I said before this was the most exciting like first episode ever of Drag Race because I've heard of all the gals and it's just like it's just so exciting to see like watch them get famous and see what their future will hold for them and it's just like super cute
0: Absolutely and what would be your thorn
1: I think my thorn would be just who RuPaul put in the bottom I don't agree at all yeah, um, I just felt very bad for me gals. Um, but we shall see what happens, because you never do know, do you?
0: Truly. I think my thorn would be Cherry Valentine's pilgrim pump that she brought onto the runway. <laughs> What's that? The Darlington clock? <laughs> the Darlington show! I love you too, made that. <laughs> That shoe had to be, that that lace-up pilgrim pump. So that's everything of episode one wrapped up for Cliffhangers this week. But tune in next week for Cliffhangers to find out whether we can explain on this podcast about Ginny Lemon's mental rehearsal outfit or
1: if the East London versus clap and beef is going to become physical.
0: <laughs> okay, so we will see you next week on Cliffhangers.